Welcome to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of the Rob and Mark show where one person does all the work and the other one just shows up late as usual. Welcome back, Mark Philippe. I was waiting for you and then you didn't give me an email at two o'clock. So I was here ready. I was was gonna uh, change it up and just actually be like, welcome to another episode out of the blank. Mark's back and then not say anything and see if you would catch it. But I had to because you've every episode I've done so far with you. Welcome back. It's been a we haven't talked since 987 and it's 1001 Dalmatians. I never thought yeah, I so, would. <laughs> yeah, that's this is crazy. This is crazy. It hasn't been that long. Definitely not. It's been that long, but you've been on a hiatus. So this is weird not seeing you post every day, at least not an episode every day. It's because I'm a director now. I know. I know talented director very talented very, very talented. talented very you gotta disturbed. plug your fi- you gotta plug your film in now they can just find it on my <laughs> if they're made they made it this far they can just look if they made if they made far. it to episode 1001 i'm sure they watched the film yeah okay unless they're new coming across the show then i recommend checking out blank film and a part two coming soon yeah that's right coming soon that's a solo project mm-hmm. what this i did is. was i went to the soup kitchen in my town and I slowly started putting arsenic in all the bowls of soup. <laughs> all right. Good episode, I, Robbie. We'll talk you. about it again. Right, <laughs> so when they do catch me, they know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm knocking the rust off. This is the first episode back. Uh, I, I know. I, I, I can tell. All right. Well, one thing I want to talk to you about right away. Um, I saw a picture of you with a dog. Did you actually get a dog? Is that someone else's dog? Or that is that your dog? dog? That's your buddy's dog. I fucking knew it. I knew it right away. Cause you're like, you hold the dog and he's like your profile picture now. And I'm like, this is not your fucking you're dog. Having it. Was- so many people were like, Oh my God, puppies are such the best. And I was like, I just didn't even respond. It's kind of like I've been on my face. I've been on my personal since I haven't been using my podcast page at all. And I've just been trying to funnel my creativity elsewhere besides doing two like five-hour sessions of cardio to balance out the voices in my head. It's, it's like a weird feeling. I start to know. Well, I mean, I'm just not now starting to get my sense of smell and taste back. So, Did you have COVID? Yeah. I guess apparently I was asymptomatic. And um, I guess I'm at the tail end of it right now. But I just I've like nine days ago, I lost my sense of taste, lost my sense of smell. Everything was like fucking water. It was great because you could crack a fart and you wouldn't have to worry about the smell with it afterwards. You, you know, accidentally Dutch oven yourself. Are we still able to say that? Is that still PC terms? I have no idea. But people no are like, what'd you do? Did you seek medical advice? And like, no. I was like, does anybody know my stance on like just using any type of Tylenol or ibuprofen? It's like that Simone Biles thing that happened. I'd fuck, I don't want any of my athletes taking drugs. I don't want anybody taking drugs in anything. I think your body should naturally beat it. Now, if you're in the emergency room and you need something because you're probably going to die, then yeah, 
Maybe reach out to the Lord. I don't know. He could help, right? I don't know. That's all up to the person. But I have I guess, severe brain fog right now. So, like, I don't know if it's maybe it's because I'm tired. I mean, five hours of cardio will really knock it out of you. But, you know, my New Year's resolution was to start smoking cigarettes. I've accomplished that. Um, <laughs> most people try and go positive with it. The I other thought, way. <laughs> So in case I don't stick up with that, then I'm not going to be upset, right? Because I didn't make my New Year's resolution. There you go. It was that, a negative anyway. That's right. There you oh, go. You fucking genius. <laughs> Everyone picks up. The, everyone's going to start doing that now. They're going to pick something horrible for their New Year's resolution. And be like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do it, but I didn't run over my neighbor. Like, I, I didn't back into him as badly as I wanted to every morning. He's just, he's alive. But, you know, I saved a life. I saved a life this year. Not everyone could say that. Did you make one? Did you make? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't made one in a long time. I just. I. I look at every year and I just think, all right, what did I want to do last year that I finish this year out and get to do those things? Um, and then I try to kind of set goals for the year, but not really. How are you not in this shed that you've taken like ten years to build? Instagram does not know that it's taken me this long, so everything is delayed. Um. No, it's uh the posts are all the posts are delayed. The posts are delayed. Everything is ahead of time. So like on Instagram, it looks like I'm still doing my installation, but the room is pretty much is is done. I just need to uh, finish the electrical, which is just like the outlets, and then uh, put in the um, acoustic paneling for the booth itself and get a door. That's really it. You're talking so. to me like a time traveler. I am a time traveler, dude. That's what it is. So ever- everyone. I like the right thank thank you notes to my future self thanking (laughs) him for being so successful in everything that he does i i saw that i i saw that little clip dude i i was i was dying with the milk every time we're like (laughs) i started to throw up and then i realized this is just (laughs) it's just a fallacy i'm not (laughs) like the start are you drinking again (laughs) See, I'm glad that you say that because like I'm the worst self-critic of myself. So whenever I look at anything that like I haven't seen my film since I edited it slowly together through all those months of doing it, I just haven't watched it and I won't watch it. I don't even like listening to my old podcast, but one I've been listening to over and over and over again, probably specifically one was the podcast with you, 987. Um, cause I did start to notice, I got a lot of messages when I hit the a thousand mark. Um, and I know we said we were going to try and be serious on this episode and I plan on doing that as well too. Um, I've been questioning a lot, actually been really kind of, I wouldn't call it anxiety. I think there's a fine line between anxiety and depression. Depression is something that I know pretty well. Um, doing five hours of cardio, for instance, finally gets the voice in my head to tell me that I'm not doing enough or criticizing every single move that I do finally gets to stop. Kind of, I can relate it to venom. Um, mostly I'm driving home from the gym, which is about like 35 minutes away, the 24 hour uh, building that we have, not the one that I work at a different one. Um, I'm driving home, you know, it's freezing fucking cold out. I'm wearing shorts, you know, I'm basically just did a bunch of cardio. So I'm already heated up and I'm, literally looking at the streetlights as I'm driving and watching, you know, one light flash above me, another light flash above me, another light flash above me as I'm passing each and every single one of them. And the weirdest thing was how I started to see things differently. Like I've said to you before on the show, and then in the film, I incorporated that in there as well, too. Um, 
I saw a person who was way, way, way in front of me flick a cigarette out, and I watched the cigarette bounce in my car. I mean, we were going 60, so the thing came up close. Like, I saw that. And I watched the cigarette hit the cement or hit the asphalt, whatever, and then sparks fly out. And it was just something where it was like a lot of people wouldn't even give that a second glance, but I gave that a second glance is like, that's a beautiful, like, I don't know. It's not beautiful that the person's littering. It's more beautiful on the aspect of what that angle is or what that shot could be if you had that recorded. And it's a scene that you get up in your head where I started looking at every single life moment that you experience is like a movie scene. I mean, you're basically living your own film right now. And when you go to sleep, is that another extension to the film? Is that a bloopers cut? I don't know. But, you know, it's got me analyzing things a little bit differently. I think the biggest anxiety I had was taking all that time off. I knew I was going to lose interest in doing this. So when I did decide to come back to it, what was I going to do to change it up? Or was I going to continue letting it just go? What does it go to a thousand and one? Does it restart the whole process? I have no clue. I know you like this deeper kind of more inflection side. So I'm going to cut down. I want to hear about you, Robbie. This is what I want to hear. I'll deflect in a minute. Um, (laughs) But it, it's it, it had me balancing a lot in my head of like what who when where why how anything of this sort of i think we talk about the measure of what a person can really honestly go through on a daily basis and i think you can use the word struggle sure um but i think it's more about finding individually what you want to do necessarily you might like doing a lot of things but necessarily, is that what you want to do? Um, being a Twitch streamer, being a YouTube star, being whoever, do you like those things that you see? And deep down in your heart, is that something that you want to do? Um, I didn't want to throw us into a weird rabbit deep hole in the beginning. But at the same time, I started to really understand especially with doing the movies i think really kind of changed me overall as a person mostly because i think a lot of people really can like i said listening to our episode last one over and over and over again a lot of people see like oh the the humor on the surface but really don't get down to the deeper layer of things as well too and i heard a review of my film where someone said like you know, at the surface, Robbie's film looks like it's very humorous, very, very funny, but you can tell there's a lot of deep, probably what he was experiencing a lot through during this pandemic. And it's like, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a weird balance making something so humorous and funny that it's not taken completely as a joke, but it's still not so serious to the point where someone has to call for mental health or call some type of whatever, something to be able to help you out. And the, the scene with the milk that I made. I had people saying, are you okay? Do you need help? Like what, what's going on? And I start, maybe it's because I am a critic of myself and I look at all every work that I created as shit. And that's kind of what these scenes are just so cringe. I'm like, these aren't fucking funny, but then you get comments on it, either the positives and negatives, whatever it is. And you start to realize that you have to do honestly with whatever you do, make sure that it's you entirely. And I think that's what's got me wanting to keep doing this thing is because I like doing it the way that I do it, not necessarily modeling it off of anything. It might have a structure of a Joe Rogan, but it's more me than anything um, Mm -hmm. where I can be comedic and we can also be serious at the same time. And I think uh, it's a a element to who I am. It's an element of um, 
I used to think, I think we talked about it before. Damn it. Got me all emotional right in the beginning. Maybe I did it to myself. I don't know. Uh, but saying that you can never describe me as a good person or a bad person. You just call, it's just Robbie. You have to experience him as he is. Might be what I thought was the biggest positive might actually be one of my biggest negatives. Cause that also is a concept that no one has understand understood me or can understand me in a concept of many things which makes dealing with a lot of your own things more personal um mostly because no one and if i gave you simulated artwork of an ai creation i couldn't describe it to you i i typed in a thing on my phone i was like koi fish glass tank the work ai creates it on its own i can't describe you what i just saw it's because it's unexplainable because a, a machine created, I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't even recreate it with a paintbrush. There's a positive in that and there's a negative. Really what I've done with the break is look through all the negatives of the things that I considered a positive and started to analyze them a little bit deeper to understand both halves to one whole. Good, huh? Yeah, I mean... Good quote. Definitely. Very, I mean, what, what you're doing is what most people don't want to do. Um, like I told you from the beginning, when you were, uh, you messaged me and you were worried about the film, worried about how it was going to be taken, if you're ever going to do another one. Doesn't really matter. None of that shit matters. I said that from the beginning to you and, and previous episodes that doing what you want to do, who gives a flying shit what other people think about it? It's about how you feel doing it. So whether it comes out and everybody hates it, everybody loves it, it doesn't matter because everybody could love it. You could hate it and everybody could hate it. You could love it and go either way. But you're always going to be your worst critic. So no matter what you do, like you're going to have that voice in your head saying that this is not what you want. This is not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this. Or you're comparing yourself, whatever it is. But you tell me now that you're just doing it because you love to do it and you feel like you're starting to really realize that now that you just you like to do this that's something that gets you motivated to do you know because i know that you're all about the gym but now like having this in your life is going to be something that you're not just thinking about that release that you get from working out or doing five hours of cardio whatever it is you get a different kind of release now and um it's almost more satisfying so that's how i felt doing voiceover doing it right at the beginning and trying to just play around and it was new it was exciting it was something that you know, most people I knew didn't, didn't do nobody in my close circle of friends could understand what I was really doing. I mean, I could explain it to them and they could appreciate how it makes me feel. But when it comes to sitting down and talking to them about the ins and outs of what's really going through my head when all this stuff goes on, that's something that you kind of feel alone about in most cases. Um, and that's perfectly normal. Um, I had a scene in this film that I'm making where it's me back to a, a, a wall and just bouncing one of those cricket balls against the wall, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it, it, it does, it's not much, it's like 10, 15 seconds, but it's a quick little clip that really packs up a lot of emotion. If you kind of take it down to a deeper level, it's like you, someone that I would say is a very, very positive person put up a post on Facebook for like, I mean, it was like a paragraph long. 
And it was just like, kind of like this, like how much pain that he's been going through and you wouldn't expect that. And I just commented, like you have more than anybody. And I don't mean in the concept of like objects or physical things, but more an emotional status. I mean, your life in general might be suffering right now or the perspective that you're looking at from it. But it's why I think in our last chat, when you brought up Robin Williams, I was able to relate to it so much was or I was able to give like my own kind of interpretation of what it must be like to not be able to see your happiness in a sense. You've run across that a lot. I mean, just stupid anxieties that really fill the room. I mean, the concept of like, do I need to keep doing the show every day? Probably going to have my weekends off, if anything, or maybe yeah. cut it down a little bit less. But don't let it dis don't let something that used to be a positive or a happy thing be riddled and ridden to a point where it's no longer something that you want to even worry or be able to do anymore and i think you can relate that voice acting for instance you can have fun starting it off and doing as much as you possibly can but then you got to start worrying about infringements if you get signed up for a part to do say one line can someone just ai your voice and make it a different way and use it for that that's a huge problem i was listening to our last episode that you brought up yeah people are using that thing i did it to make my new intro i used some person's voice that was on there and it typed in what i wanted them to say and they used it sampling i had someone reach out to me because apparently they liked my voice just normally talking which i fucking hate and they were like, can you do the book? Can you do my book that I got? And I'm like, I, I do it for free. But then you start worrying about how far can they extend your voice out to some parts that you're not able to say. And you start worrying about it's not just affecting your craft or the thing that you want to do. It's affecting who you are as a person. And that affects more people than what I thought. I thought maybe I was different. Maybe I was the fuck up. Maybe all the issues that I had was just something personal to me. But then you start realizing, no, everybody suffers from something like that. And it's at different levels. And sometimes you can pull yourself out and sometimes you can't. Um, hopefully you do. But it just adds a whole nother factor where I'm getting anxiety right now, even talking about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's like, is this just a never ending cycle of fucking shit spun spiral fire twister fuck shit? I don't know. But you got to kind of look at the perspective of things. And I think you can examine a cup that has water at the halfway mark and see it one of two ways. One, you see it as half full. The other, you see it as half empty. It just depends on what you're going, what are you going to do to be able to make sure that you're on the best of that situation or best on that perspective? Because the simplest little hair step to the left you're falling off that tightrope and landing in a different direction than you necessarily don't want to be in yeah and, and i think that the biggest thing of even walking that tightrope is not even worrying about the fact that you're going to fall and then if you do fall you just get back up it doesn't really matter um because all that anxiety that comes in it's just going to ruin everything that you enjoy um and we all have it. I mean, I, I get anxiety too. Everybody gets anxiety. Um, most of my family members and cousins and stuff like that, they all deal with depression on a daily basis, some worse than others. Um, and it's, it's something that really affects everybody in different ways. And I think the biggest thing is how you deal with it. Um, at least I, I, I think the, I'm a huge advocate for exercise, which is you already do a ton. Um, because just chemically what your body does and then just, finding that creative outlet whether you feel like you're a creative person or not i think everybody has something to offer 
um, outside the norm. Um, so like, you know, you wanted to do film. I think you should keep doing that. You wanted to keep doing your podcast. You don't have to do it every day. If you don't want to do it every day, who cares? It's up to you. Um, so I just think finding that whether, whether it's one, two, a few things, just do those things. Keep that field of view small because there's all this crap that's going around, whether it's COVID, different politicians fucking things up, whatever it is. I just try to keep my field of view narrow, at least when it comes to stuff that I really like get myself worked up about, family, friends, and what I can control. That's really it. What I can do when it comes to work, voiceover, whatever it is, I just keep it on that. And I mentioned that in our last conversation too. Just I try not to think about that other shit because I can't do anything about it. I can just work myself up about it, make myself sick about it, get upset, aggravated. But at the end of the day, if I had to you know, make a decision about what really matters most and I can just eliminate all thoughts of those things, those things really don't matter to me at the, when it comes down to the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? I don't know how you know you feel about the same situations because I know all this shit is crazy, all the stuff that's going on. And everybody and their mother got COVID for the holidays. So everybody's talking about COVID again, the second wave of COVID, all this stuff. Does it not still seem just... like like back in the day during nuclear fallout when everyone was worried about nukes dropping? Like yeah. it's that's it's the exact same thing, just a different thing. And I start to realize like I took with not posting on like only posting on my personal and not the actual podcast anymore. I have no need to have my foot on any trending topics or any type of talk of these types of discussions. And I was like, I'm not worried about it. And before I really wasn't worried about it, but even more now so that I'm not even close to even understanding or caring or giving a shit about what's going on because it's all laughable. Everything's fucking laughable in that aspect. When you really look at the true kind of really pain not pain in the world, but pain, I guess, people that experience on a daily basis, even in yourself, for instance, is probably the biggest reflector of that. And, uh, you know, if you want to have your own mental health day, go ahead. My whole thing is I just work out. I don't think you need a personal day for it. But if people want to, sure. Um, mostly because I feel like the world, if it wasn't so difficult, you had more options to do the things that you want to do. You probably wouldn't need those personal days. It's just entering some weird fucking times right now. And I don't, I think that's with the NFT stuff that we were talking with before. I think that's a lot with technology. I think it's really tearing up jobs and also creating new ones, but necessarily are those jobs obtainable for you, mostly because they're going to require massive amounts of money to be able to do so, or you're going to need a very, very elite education to be able to do so. I mean, master's degrees used to get you any job you fucking wanted. Now that's kind of like entering the bare minimum of what they really want for you. If you're going to accept a job that requires an educational thing, and it just, Lands into some weird territory where I'm balancing out kind of this cardio session that I was doing and kind of like thinking things through in my head of like, do you like the objects that come with the thing that you want to go pursue or do you necessarily like the craft that you're pursuing? And that's like a weird line that I don't think people look at or examine a lot to really understand what they want out of the things that they say that they want. Yeah. Well, what do you... What do you want out of all of it? Out of doing podcasting, out of wanting, I know everybody wants to be happy. That's the key thing. Everybody wants love and happiness. That's all that really matters. Um, Because you can die tomorrow. You can't take any of this shit with you. So uh, all you can really take is your experiences. Um, So I know you want to be happy. 
So you pursuing, you know, creation of film or continuing to podcast, whatever you decide to do, the ultimate goal of this is to be happier or is it to to feel something that you've been wanting to feel for a while? Certain, I don't know if you, oh, my dog is barking now, so I guess he's growling. Can we pause it? No, no, you're good. Okay. Can't. Now I hear him. Hey, come here. I'm in a deep conversation. No, okay. take take us out of it. I don't like it. Take us out. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, what 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 do you really want out of going through this creative process of creating film? Oh, that, it's just, it's just fun. It's different. I think that's the whole thing is that trying to make things different. I think that's why I changed up the studio. I think it's just about. Hold on one second. I just think, uh, especially like things get stale and you got to change it up, whether it's podcasting, whether it's doing whatever. I just like creating shit. Um, I, I, you don't feel like you fit into a system in a lot of ways. I'm sure in a lot of aspects of your own life, you probably feel like you don't fit. It's kind of like being a banker and being in a scenario that everyone's there making birdhouses. You're like, I don't want to do any of this shit. I want to do something completely different. You just don't feel like you fit. Um, I feel like that's with a lot of things, you know, I see people every single day work the nine to five life, you know, doing that whole entire, like go to work. I know my buddy works 14 hours a day, goes home, drinks and plays games and then goes to sleep, wakes up and does the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, that's not me, man. And it's like, you want to conform? Do you feel like you need to conform to be able to fit into society standards? It's like, there's as much as there's an option or a show of content creators, and I'm not saying this might be a career path. I'm just saying on an aspect of like, I like creating shit, but it goes back to what we talked about before. Are people willing to just accept me at my word and just have a little faith in me? And faith's a hard thing to have for a lot of people. You know, I found like even putting up a tweet just saying, I don't know if you're reading this. I don't care what's going on in your life. Hope you have a good day. You know, something yeah. simple shit like that. It might come off as like, is he being, you know, you know, like ironic or is he doing something as a joke? It's like, no, I just fucking just I feel it. There's a lot of shit out there. And I understand I'm not the only one going through it. And for every person like me that feels the way that I do, there's got to be a billion others that feel the same exact way. You are an individual. But there's a consensus when it comes to pain. And a lot of people experience that on a daily basis, whether it's whatever they're going through. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was that was great. I, I would love to clip that there's a consensus on pain. That's a good, a good quote, Robbie. Um, fucking patent it put in oh yeah i'm making a book too by the way you're writing a book yeah i have about 800 pages in. 800 pages in i've been doing it since episode one so it's no way i I never knew you were writing a book i'm kidding i thought about it but i I just keep getting into like political rants and shit i got really high and i thought of like my question was do rappers just pick a funny phrase and they just rap on top of it my buddy's like what are you talking about i was like just give me a phrase and i bet you i could turn it into a rap because you're you don't have that ability and i go mark just give me a phrase right now banana no a phrase it's bananas oh, a phrase word. i'm sorry uh, uh banana uh, just put it in a sentence bananas are yellow there you go bananas are yellow i try my best to stay mellow and then you just keep fucking going i was like that's all it is and i just got really high and it connected and i was like it might sound dumb as shit but i was like that's how you do it and honestly i was dosed i was not (laughs) 
I didn't know what I was taking. I thought it was a five milligram. It was a 50 and I tripped my fucking mind off. Okay. Jesus Christ. Wait, so did you actually start writing a book or did you not actually start writing a book? Cause you said I you were kidding now. I was going to start it this morning, but after cardio, I got a little tired and took a nap. So there's no pages written. No, they're in the air. Okay. Yeah. I got you. There would be quotes like the consensus one. I've had th- thousands of them. And I just keep, they keep popping up at random times of inspiration when the voice in my head gets a little quiet. He goes, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yes, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, okay. (laughs) See you in the morning. Yeah, see you in the morning. (laughs) Well, in in a way, your film was like, a you know, every, whether it's a book or doing a podcast or a film, even though you think it's just general conversation, if you think about it from episode one to now, you've told the story. Um whether you're hearing everybody else's story, but you still get a little piece of Robbie every time. I'm trying to get more bigger pieces of Robbie every time we talk now. But uh, so the pages or the chapters get a little bit thicker. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, you've been, you've been telling a story for a long time. If you think about it, you know, people are learning more and more about you as the years have gone on. People get to know you. The more you open up and reach out, the more you speak to other people, the more we find out about who is Robbie Robertson. So we find about a lot about you now. I'll so, do I mean, my next podcast will be my light in red and then the light in blue, and they'll be talking to each other. We'll be talking to each other. Oh. Yeah. Hi, it's Cam. Cam. Yeah, it's Mr. Cam. Come in. You want to come into view? But I, I, I wanted to, I like the seriousness too. I think that I'll probably try to incorporate that a little bit more, at least a little bit more professional style of things as well, too, as well as the comedic side as well, too. Cause you know, a lot of people check out the show and they go, well, you know, it never gets like super serious. Like I like it. I'm like, I didn't think people really enjoyed those heavy topics of the things. See for my personal thing, I like using humor in my everyday life and I like listening to funny stuff and maybe learn a thing or two. But when it comes to the super serious stuff, it's just so hard because that fine line, like I was saying, walking with film, there's that serious tone that you can capture. But if it's too serious, then people start to worry. And even when I put yeah. up that clip of tinnitus as like a joke with the fire alarm thing, there are people commenting saying, do you need help? Are you OK? And it's like, do you need someone to talk to? I was like, what the fuck is I was just joking around about a fire alarm going off. And I said it was tinnitus. It's like a joke. Um, but people see things differently. I think it's all depending on what they want to see through what lens they choose to see it. And exactly. yeah, just thought, yeah, so, a lot of people My, liked your episode. So I thought, hmm. well, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't realize we got such a big, uh, big reception for it. 2000 but... views. Oh, shit. Um, speaking of tinnitus, my aunt actually has tinnitus. Um, and I don't know if it sounds like she tells the way she explains it. It sounds like cicadas in her head all they get louder and louder as you get older yeah and, she, and she's been trying to she hasn't had it her whole life it was after she got rear-ended um and i guess like the back of her head hit the seat whatever whatever it was and it's it's been a while now that she's had it but she can't shake it so it's hard for her to sleep um she gets the best rest when we go um we used to take a family trip to. Is what? this the aunt that said that they were bombing us in your dream? Yes. I've said it multiple times. I was like, that moment where you watch your face just go, Mark, 
they're bombing us. <laughs> it's just, Dude, that was a hor- that was a horrible dream. That's a horrible dream. Over and over to not stop. And I've had worse ones. They're just they're they're. I mean, everybody goes, but there's some that are just like way. Well, what's way a good worse. dream? A a good dream? Yeah, like my good uh, dreams would be someone's depiction of what a hell would be like. Like you'll see it in the in the new film that I'm making. I have a scene that looks like it's purgatory like. Like there's four of me, but they're in like a boxed wall type thing. And I'm in a park just smoking a cigarette because cigarettes are fillers, you know. And I'm keeping my New Year's resolution. Um, they're fucking good. There's nothing better than smoking a cigarette out in cold air where you get the 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 hit of nicotine with the cold air. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I don't know the feeling. No, I don't. You know, you know, I don't I picture a Detroit like metro way. Like a dude smoking a cigarette in a trench coat, you know, like chili wearing a beanie or something and just walking. Like it's there's yeah. freeing something about that to me. That's America. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, Amer- what the, that's, that's what America. the Lord intended. But <laughs> okay. yeah, a lot of these purgatory dreams that I had, actually, I, if I can pull up my email, I, I, um, I had a dream of this mountain for the longest time it was like a mountain on a roadside and i was like what the fuck i've never seen this i've never ever been anywhere or experienced this in my actual life but i keep having this repetitive dream about this place and for some reason i was always playing a guitar i don't know how to play guitar it's just i guess something you know there's a guy who always brings a guitar to like a bonfire where they're like "Eh, you ladies you want to hear my sweet jams of melodic vibrations and that's kind of, you know, um, I guess what my brain captured. But then I was like, I'm going to paint this because if I paint it, what I see in my head, then I can Google search it and see if something pops up. So I just spent a couple hours uh, last night really kind of scrolling through a bunch of roadside cliffside mountain things and i found it and i put it through a filter effect to capture the exact sky of what i saw and this is it i'm gonna pull it up on screen as soon as my computer i think has frozen well should have bought a new computer when i did the new studio that would have been great here we go It'll oh, pop up in just a second. That's what I oh, saw. Oh, wow. Wow. And if my dream is just me sitting there staring at this thing, and there's no one, at, I, there's a problem. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person alive. But it's just, and I'm not even in my own body. I'm outside of it, like in a camera angle. Like if I'm, if the road is right behind and you're standing on that edge right there, I'm like just watching myself look out into this thing and just, don't feel any worry. Don't feel any happiness. Don't feel any sadness. Don't feel any anger. Just feel nothing. And for a lot of people, that might be scary. But to me, that's kind of like peaceful in a sense of not really feeling anything, not having a worry. Because I think my biggest worry is the time consumption. I'm just constantly on a fucking, we got to go, 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 go. And then I think that was probably one of the perks of, you know, brain fog is that there is no go 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 it's here the only shitty part is i can't remember 20 minutes ago 30 minutes ago 40 minutes ago. i feel like i'm suffering through a permanent phase of alzheimer's um be awesome if you know you knew it was alzheimer's because then you could be like fuck it i could just flick people off and not have to worry about apologizing because i wouldn't remember i did it but 
it's just brain fog. I don't know when it goes away. But I mean, I like, if you want to look at Alzheimer's as positive, but all right. I lost my yeah. fucking grandmom to Alzheimer's. So, I mean, got to make yeah. fun of it at some points. Yeah, I know. I know. Best um, part was she goes, did, did I ask you if you're hungry already? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, you oh. did, Grandma. I mean, I guess, like you said, you're always going. This is almost like a, a way to recoup. I don't know, for your body just to kind of slow down a little bit and recharge in a way. I know it's been going on for days, but maybe you, maybe you need this for a little bit before you start going, all right, you know, back to it. You got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Because I understand. I feel the same way. I always feel like I'm behind. Um, even when I'm ahead, I feel like I'm behind. Um, that's just like a constant thing. And I think that happens with a lot of people. Um especially when you're doing something like having a nine to five job that prevents you from really doing what you want to do. Cause my ultimate goal is I know that me doing voiceover is going to be more than nine to five. That's going to be like a 24 seven kind of deal. I'm going to be doing people in different time zones. I've already dealt with people in, in different time zones before uh, different countries. And that at least it may be annoying to deal with and you have to kind of really have different scheduling. It's not so simple, but I'm doing it for myself. That's the difference. I rather work 24 seven for myself than work nine to five for somebody else. Cause I go there and those eight hours, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to be here because I can work harder. Don't really get anything to show for it. I mean, I'll get like a little bit of maybe a raise, maybe, but at the end of the day, the harder I work, the more work they give me. I started to really realize that as I got older is, you know, cause I was always working my ass off. That was a big thing to do. My family's full of hard workers. So the harder you work, the better it is. Always, always be the hardest worker there in the room. And I was, you know, that was my thing. But then I started to realize when I went to different places that they just, they're like, all right, well, let's just milk this guy. He's going to work harder. We're going to pay him the same to do more work. You know, we'll just tell him that he can't get a raise until everybody else gets a raise. Um, until recently where I was like, we're supposed to get a raise next year, but I'm working more hours. I'm doing this now. And you had given me different responsibilities. I'm not going to do any of those things until I get a raise because I've been doing more work now and I've been getting paid the same. I need a raise. So until I put my foot down and started doing that, something that my family or any of my family members would probably tell me never to do. I was finally like, fuck it. I got to do it because what's, what's the worst they're going to do. They can fire me. Right. And then I start off somewhere else, but at least at the end of the day, I'm not sitting there just eating the shit and just saying, yep, go ahead, put some more on my plate. Like, no, at least I'm kind of getting a little bit more of what I'm worth. Not exactly what I want, but it's what at least was right, or at least how I felt. But at the end of the day, do I want to do that forever? Fuck no. Fuck no. At least when I'm doing what I really want to do, I can just do that on my own terms. If things go bad, that's on me. That's not my boss that's screwing me over. That's myself. So I have no one to blame but myself. At least now in this, I, like I said, it's still one of those things where you feel out of control. And you, you don't, I try not to worry about those things. When you're working the job, things are out of your control and you have no choice but to worry about it. I mean, your boss makes you work more hours. You kind of just have to deal with it. That's just what it is. It's life. You can't just be like, all right, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go in on Saturday. I'm not going to do whatever. Like, no, you got to You got to do it. My goal is to get away from that. I think that's your work ethic, though, because I think most of the population be like, fuck that, because it's just it's it, 
it's kind of like my issue with like the wage increasing and everything like that is that it gives corporations more power over you because they're paying you so much. And then if you make it too low, then people just don't give a shit about their fucking job. And then they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's just strange times, man. So it's, it's I don't think it's different. I just think it's a it's another loop like we talked about with the Delta Cron thing and then whatever nuclear bomb shelters back in the day. It's the same shit, just different technology around us that's changed. And I don't know where that's leading to. Um, it just it's nice to not have or want to do fucking anything. You know what I mean? Like not feel the need to go do something. And someone goes, You need to do this. I'm like, eh, I don't I don't fucking think so. It's like, it sucks if it's your boss, but I think it just needs to be talked to an even playing field. And there's a lot of people really wanting to show that they have power over you who necessarily don't even really have the courage or gusto to stand in your fucking boots. Now, that not me per se, because I get along with most and I love my job, but on an aspect, I think it's just very, very difficult to be able to do the things that you want to do only because it just feels like there's not enough time or there's a list of factors that follow over around that. I have no clue. Sometimes it's even about being better than it was before. I think that was a product of your teacher's fault. Your teachers, anybody who told you in life is that you can do whatever you set your mind to or any of these type of motivational things that seem like motivational inspiration. They're no, they're not. They're fucking goals or infinite kind of magical fantasies that they listed out there it's kind of like when i see uh, um fuck what was what was my example there was a oh i can't believe i'm spacing on this it's like whenever someone talks about this or shares something or comments something on one of their family members their son their daughter their happy birthday happy whatever the hell this is like so glad you're 19 so glad you're 20 it's like fucking watching a parent with an honor roll sticker on the back of their cards like are you gonna start measuring your success on the basis of your child people invest themselves into their fucking kids way too much people invest themselves into anything that's not them that's what I started to notice more was a lot of people talking about the issue is it's this. The issue is it's this. You know, we talked about it last time. The issue is this. You can't do that. You can't blame your boss. You can't blame this. You can't blame that. And then when things pay off, you can't take the glory for it. Or you can't say, oh, it's you're doing good. So it's going to be part of my success. What the fuck's your own? For me, yeah. I liked it when I owned my own shit. I don't like using other people's stuff. It fucking it's it's more personal. It makes you feel more, I guess, accountable for the things that you do own. You don't just feel like, well, it wasn't fucking mine. It's like borrowing a pencil in school. Do you just stick the other person's pencil in your fucking mouth and bite on it? And that person's like, you just bit my fucking pencil, you fucking weirdo. I'm never going to let you borrow a pen or the one with the clicky top ever again. And you're like, but what happens if I show up tomorrow, which I'm going to do without my stuff? And I need to borrow one. You're not going to be there for me. Yeah, I'm not going to be there for you. Then what happens? Yeah. You got to fucking find a pencil or find another person you can borrow from until eventually everyone in the class does not want to lend you a pencil because you're that fucking weird person that chews on the erasers. What the fuck is wrong with you? We all know those people. <laughs> yeah, those are some gross people. Um. Oh my god that there was always a one kid um, we're going to trail off now there was one kid that would do that in my high school 
and as he was doing it, he's always had like snot come down his nose ah. at the same time. It's always getting on the pencil, and then he puts the pencil in his mouth. I'm like, oh, it's remember, like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. <laughs> remember the smelly pencils, the ones that smelled like fruit and shit? Yeah. That was a staple in like elementary school where you'd be like, Dad, I need five dollars. And they're like, What do you need five dollars for? And it's like, I need five dollars to go get these smelly pencils that are in these capsules. And you shake it and you open it up, and one smells like oranges. That they had to lose brain cells at some point, man. Like the Fooey erasers were like that shit too. People were sniffing eraser shavings. Like it smells like lemons, and then they would fucking seizure out in the middle of class. And like, <laughs> I just loved it when the teachers would roll in and would be like, "All right, uh, we're gonna watch a movie today." And I remember oh. that's when they played all three High School Musicals, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, I hate musicals. I can't stand them." Dude, those are always good days. And we're, we're, meanwhile, we don't have any clue why they did that until you get older and you're like, they were hungover. They were, they were fucking, they were hungover. That's why they put that on. <laughs> they were recovering. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I started to realize that until high school, I think 10th grade. It was gym class. And we used to have, it was like weird. They decided to like stagger everyone's um, gyms, like, certain people had gym first period some people had a third period and then fifth yeah. and i think some people had it you know the last had it first thing in the morning yeah so i had it first thing in the morning i think the 10th grade and one of the guys he came in he's got a fucking bottle of tylenol or a little thing of tylenol and then he's got a big water bottle and he's sitting he's like all right i think that instead of just you know going out and doing football because we were doing football he's like just go to the weight room you guys can do whatever you want to do and I, you know, just take it easy today. And we're like, everyone's like, oh, okay. All the girls in the class, are like, oh, it's great. They're gonna go on their phone. They're gonna just sit on the benches and not actually use it. And then, uh, if you like, slowly watch him. He's sitting by the water fountain on his little desk, waiting for the late people to come in. He's just sitting there with his head and his hands like this. And I want to go to the water fountain. I'm looking at him like, uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but I'll just say Mr. Mr. M. Mr. M. Are you feeling all right? I'm good, Mark. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> just like to look in this guy's face paler than i look right now because of the lighting um and i was like wow this guy is hung over his shit has this been happening my entire life and we just never realized it oh man things that you don't really realize you just i guess because that innocence you just don't even think of those things and then you get older and you're exposed to like so much horrible shit at the age of 16 and on and then you're like huh, this is probably what happened this is, this is why people are alcoholics um it's crazy. What I thought was interesting about school was that, you know, how many times they just threw you in fucking weightlifting a freshman weightlifter squatting like 300 pounds without any back belt or any type of safety thing at all. And then you wonder why they're like 30 years old and suffering from like a herniated disc in their back and they can't fucking walk straight without popping an Advil. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like I, that's the, that's a weird route in its own is the amount of coaches that find like a, there's a kid in my school that was like six, eight. And he was like 15 years old. That coach from high school picked him out of middle school, freshman year, made sure he got A's on all of this class shit and had him play football. It's like, yeah. that's like, as a coach, looking from that perspective, you're literally scanning the halls every morning. Like that kid's a fucking loser. That kid's a fucking loser. That kid's, a, oh my God, <laughs> you're a winner. <laughs> We're going to beef you up. Let's go, boy. <laughs> We're going to give you oh. all the steroids. 
Oh my god. No, I mean, I I remember that. I mean, once it's, I got out of well, high school, it's even worse when he goes, "We're going to talk to your parents and get you into sports." Well, my dad, he's in jail and my mom's a pill addict and he's like in his head, "Score!" He's like, "Terrific." <laughs> yes. He's like, I'm "I don't have to talk to anybody." The shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was always a weird thing until like you kind of get out of that whole, you know, the, the weight the weight room in high school and you realize that everybody most people in there can't lift because the coaches don't know how to properly lift that's why everyone's getting hurt so you got all these kids squatting and they're doing these half squats the little knee bends and i'm like i'm like god i look at that stuff now and i'm like that's horrible and luckily i mean i was with my buddy we started working out together in ninth grade and we already kind of knew what was wrong and what was right so Everybody else that was doing squats or anything like that, deadlifts, were like, oh, my God, these people are going to kill themselves. Like, they're going to have such huge problems. And we weren't doing anything crazy like that. We built up our weight and we did what we had to do. But everybody else, man, like all the coaches like, oh, yeah, put more weight on the bar. I'm like, the guy can't go down. Like, he can't go down with what he has right now. You have to keep helping him back up. I'm like, why do you want him to have more weight there? This is ridiculous. That and then people benching and you got the coach like lifting the thing himself. And I'm like... Like, is he benching or are you curling? What's going on? You're, we're doing it at the same time. This is not a dual exercise. This is supposed to be for him. Don't ruin the compound exercise. Oh, man. All that shit. That primal stuff really gets me, though. I don't know what that is. It's like when I see like people trying to bench as much as they possibly can or trying to do something where they're, you know, they're really trying to go all out and go as hard as they possibly could. I don't know. There's something about it that I really like. It's just an aspect of like, this is like primal shit. Like when you're in a locker room, it might smell terrible with a bunch of like high school freshmen. That's all like that. But it's like primal shit of like all these kids trying to outdo each other, really trying to beat the shit out of each other when they play fucking dodgeball. Like I just went uh, recently, I went to my old high school to do something for a film thing. Um, I was trying to get a film thing in a class to do like a bit. And uh, after like 10 minutes, they're like, no, we're not done. I'm like, God damn it. I need to find a whiteboard. Nobody has fucking whiteboards anymore or an overhead. You got an overhead projector. Um, But I went in there and I just walked by like the gym class. Dude, they're playing fucking basketball. Kids were like fucking trying to dunk. They were fucking hitting each other, pushing each other. And I was like, this is what high school was like. It's like now it's like I'm not even that old. But like I walk by, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like there are some kids that are like really, really like they look like they're stunted in growth. And there's some kids that are like, you're 15, you're seven, two, and you have a beard. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck are in your genetics? Norse? Swedish? I I was shaving at 13. I didn't get ID'd. Dude, I I didn't get ID'd until I was 22 years old. And I wasn't even at a, that was at somebody's sweet 16. I don't know why they were serving alcohol to some of the people at our table, but they were. And they they ID'd me, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. Um, but my whole time, underage, just going to places, and I learned for, I learned from my brother. My brother always did it the right way. He was always like, just go to the guy and talk to him like a normal person. Don't try to act, you know, you know, just be be calm. If you're calm, everything will be fine. That's what I did. I was just calm. I would talk to the guy like I knew him, and I would come in there all the time, even if I never did, and uh, it always worked. Never had a problem. And then I would actually come there all the time. And then it, it became almost like a real thing. Never got ID'd in my town. Um, never got ID'd when I was down south. Maybe once. Besides that. So it was because of the beard. 
Everyone you, thought it was like 40 years old. In my town, they always ID'd even if you look 70. They don't care. They're like, we're just going to do it because it says we got to do it. And it's, it's interesting. Cert, certain places, they, they're going to have to do it. Like you go to a grocery store, you're trying to buy beer at a grocery store a lot of times. At least down south, that was a, that was a thing. At least the ones I went to in Wilmington. They always were IDing everybody. Can you think, think it's weird that you have to be 18 to buy cigarettes and stuff, 21 to drink alcohol, but 25 to get a rental car? None of it makes any sense. What the fuck is that? Who, who picks the numbers? And it used to be 16 to get cigarettes, and they changed it to 18. Yeah. I, I was there for that. Less, I got but... grandfathered in. There you go. Because I was like, oh, I'm already, I've already been doing it, so you can't just change it and take it away from me. That's not how this works. How long have you been smoking cigarettes? I just started doing it for my New Year's resolution. It's because that fucking film. Every filler scene that I had was a smoking a cigarette. And I was like, that's a filler. I got to put it in here. And then I started realizing how serious you can be with a cigarette. Where I was like, this is why every mafia movie has this. Why are you saying you got grandfather in? You're you're messing with me now. I used to get swishers and smoke them when I do cardio sessions. When I do do five hours of cardio, I need a cigarette. It's like having sex. You need a cigarette afterwards. I get it, but that's what I do. Like, I would take a break mid-cardio session, like three hours in, walk outside, smoke a little cigarette, and go back inside, finish two hours, do some abs, and go home. See, tobacco is a bodybuilding trick when you're doing fasting. Like, when I fast and do all that, I'll burn 3,000 calories and come home and consume 90, and then I'll go to sleep or something, and then I'll try and limit my calories throughout the day. Um, but like, that's what I'll, one thing I'm probably going to do if I do only do like five days a week, which you got to still help me decide. Is it daily? Is it going to be less pace? I don't know. Um, but I was doing a lot of like working out more like before I would probably work out from four 30 till like six 30 in the morning. And then I'd come home and do a podcast. If someone from Australia, whoever, but now I'm like, with all that free time, I was like, I don't have to fucking go anywhere. I don't have to be in a rush for anything. And I was like, this is fucking great. So I would just spend like three, four hours at the gym and it's fun. Um, it's stuff. I, I realized like, oh yeah, this is another demon that I start feeding again. It's going to start coming back. But then I, you know, I like doing the podcast too. Cause it, this one's cooler because I can listen back, you know, a workouts like that just happens that once and then whatever happens from there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, either way you're, you're building yourself, whether you know it or not. Um, so am I, that's do, am I doing good this really? episode? I feel I'm still like a, I'm rusty, I'm trying to knock the rust off. You keep talking about the rust, man. I guess if you keep talking about the rust, I guess you're rusty. But I'm, no, no, man, a bit. Uh, no, man, got you're, you're fine. Or some shit. <laughs> Get it, rust. You got tetanus. tetanus. I know. I got you. Okay. Um, no, man. I mean, so you're you're saying that you have to decide on whether or not you want five to do this five days a week, like do podcasting five days a week. Five, four, three. I have no clue. I don't want to do it so much to where I start getting like fucking burned out from it. Burnout's fucking real, man. It's fucking no, for sure. Yeah, the only thing I have never been burned out in is fucking working out. I don't know. I guess it's that chemical that comes into your brain. Like when I get that runner's high, bro, and those the voices stop, it's like this is fucking great. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's real. All that chemical reaction going on is great. Um Listen, I mean, that's up to you. I can't tell you how many days to do it. I know you're trying to decide on it, but how many days a week do you work out? Seven Every days day? a week. I don't miss a day. Seven. No, so you don't miss a day. So then 
hurricanes, snowstorms. I don't give a fuck. So that's. Oh, you're over here now. Uh, that's um, it's like just a little head pop up. That's all really what you want to do. I mean, I know it's kind of like a, not the answer you want to hear, but I mean, I really I can't tell you how many episodes you want to do. I think you should just go off the the cusp and you're like, I'm gonna do these amount of episodes this week, and then next week I could do two, one, one a year. What you want to do one a year? This will be your only It'll be one. Eight hundred hours long, filled with eight hundred different guests. You get one episode. Okay. whatever you want i you just like whatever you want see I, I see it and then i see keep seeing joe rogan's number fucking go up higher and higher and higher i was like yeah, my goal is to pass you one day just just for a brief amount of so time. is that is that really your goal or is it's like that was when i first started i was like i bet i could catch up to him and then that man starts cranking out three four he was doing two a day for like a like a month straight and i was like you're lucky you get a hundred million dollars you fucking piece of shit um, yeah. really the goal is to make sure that any type of fact checker on the internet calls me out specifically like they're doing to him right now. They got that Robert Malone podcast, the guy who invented yeah. the MRNA. They just put up a recent thing talking about from a recent controversial podcast episode with Robert Malone. We would like to clear the air. And I'm like, that's my fucking goal is I want to find out what happened to JFK. I want to find out what truly happened at 9-11. And I want to know why every single flat earth convention, everyone is a fucking rapper and they all, have you ever seen one of these fucking videos? No, I got to show you it, dude. Jesus, the Lord almighty, every single flat earther is a fucking rapper. Yo, the earth is flat. NASA's whack. I'm like, told you fucking rapids easy, dude. It's fucking, if a flat earther can do it, I bet you, you can do it. Flat earth. That was not me farting. That was the chair. No, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, telling the audience is also important. Robbie did not just shit himself. <laughs> What's the matter? You want to go outside? I can't. I can't. I can open the door for you to go downstairs. I can I pause it if you need to. No, no, no. I just let him out. Here we go. Oh, it's going to give me a Disney Plus. Owen <sighs> Wilson. Skip. Here it is. It's overwhelmingly suggests that there's an enormous 200-foot ice wall holding the oceans in level and flat. The sun and the moon are our luminaries. Same way there might be some dome with the crown shocker being the pole star. There's <laughs> arguments on whether we live in a closed system, whether it's a firmament. I think it might be a closed system, a terrestrial energy cosmic egg model. Flat game, baby. Flat game, all the way. Keep it flat. Keep it flat. Flat game. Flat like top of the hat. Gotta keep it flat. What's up? Flat game. Flat all the way. That's uh, flat gang, baby. Flat gang. Yeah, flat gang all the way. Yeah. <laughs> so my buddy gave me that edible. We were watching this, and I couldn't stop fucking laughing. Flat. <laughs> Adolf, what the fuck? They have reincarnated him. He has been cloned. The little short guy with the funny mustache about yay tall. He realized that the flat earth model was correct and went to seize the gate of the south in what we call Antarctica, the place called New Berlin, Antarctica. I believe that Hitler sequestered himself and his greatest scientific teams to New Berlin, Antarctica in the 1940s, in the early 1940s, where he built a manufacturing city. Right, so Hitler discovered the flat earth theory and the I Nazis built a city like in Antarctica on <laughs> yeah. the ice. And they've been hiding the What the fuck is going on? Land in New Swavia away from public scrutiny. And I just wanted to say, 
Earth is flat, Jack, flatter than a flapjack. We about to flat smack, Globers get your backpack. I'm with my flat pack, Globes in the trash sack. Azimuthal equidistant map up on my snapback. Flat smacking everybody at Joe's Crab Shack. Looking at us like what we're saying is so abstract. Lesson one, no curvature there to be found. How can it be a ball if nothing about it is round? Lesson two, three quarters of the ground is covered in flat water. Do you hear the way that sounds? Lesson three, take a look at the stars that you see at night. Same constellations that you've been seeing for all your life. And never trust NASA because nothing they say is right. They're lying right to your face and they mock us in plain sight. You can straight up see the wires and the green screen glitches and the water bubbles floating on the spacewalk missions. It's detestable. I refuse to where you can just like whatever but you can still enjoy life you know you can basically use another search in besides the G-O-O and you know there, there's Jews controlling these companies uh, flat earth I would just type <laughs> that in Take a second. Right. this is enough this is enough alright I know oh um, god that was the funniest shit to me where he said the Jews can <laughs> like <laughs> That, and then there's a, he has another video too where they talk. Why am I flipped screens? I was on the right, now I'm on the left. Why did I pin myself? How did I do that? Well, that's interesting. That flat earth video, I guess I laughed so hard I pinned myself to the. How do I remove pin? There we go. Perfect. But there's another one. They were had. A, he went to a dominatrix convention and she was telling some guy, w walked over to an african-american fellow and was like you are a black king and the guy's like excuse me he's like drinking a juice box she goes this is my heel and he will kiss the ground that you walk on because he does not deserve to because you are a black king and then he starts kissing the floor he's like i'm not worthy i'm not worthy and i'm just like who what the fuck are we talking about this is a real I conventions saw... that happen that's horrifying to even wrap my head around but I saw a video two days ago and it was these two people on their hands and knees in the middle of the street. They had like, they were dressed up like dogs and they had like all this leather, like leather dog mask on them. And this person has a leash around both of their necks and they're barking at an actual dog. The dog is looking at them like furries. What the fuck? Yeah, and, and No, but they weren't even furry. They were just like in regular clothes. But they had just like almost like a what is it BDSM whatever it is whatever it's called yeah. when everyone's wearing leather that's what it was but it was like the leather mask because they're all shit like one was a dog and one had five ears one had straight ears so it was like so people were walking around in public on a, on, a, on a leash and they're barking at dogs like we need a reset at this point like I the earth button needs cool. a reset. <laughs> I wish I had that type of kink, dude. I just don't have that ounce of my being on me. Um, I'm good. Um, you wouldn't um, imagine that though. Like every you work at a high CEO business job, but then every single night you go to some sketchy kind of colorful mansion, colorful as in that they have lights on their front porch that flash through the windows that look like there's a rave going on. Then you walk in there, you go down to the basement. There's just a bunch of femme chicks dressed up in black leather gear that were like, there was a video of a guy. He like walked up to some girl. He goes, please, uh, femme dom stomp on my balls and she would just stomp on his balls with high heels and make fun of him and insult him that's your kink come on come you on. want you want that that's an easy life that's an easy life 
you can't look at me straight and think that that's exactly what you want. You're so full of shit. That's an easy life. Yeah, easy life, my All ass. right, Mark, you're <laughs> you're a gimp. Or you're one of these dominatrix people. What do you say no. to your clients? What would you make them do? I'm not doing this. Yes, you are. I, ref- I refuse We've to We've sold crack to children. You can do this, Mark. This is nothing. All others have compelled and compared. I'll get you started. I'll come. I'll be the guy who gets his ball stomped on if that's what you I'm want not to stomping on anybody's you balls. You want to put no. me in a collar? No, I don't want to <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Like I said, it's our it's our primalness. It's the animal urges. That's why people dress up as furries is just connecting with. You should see that furry convention. Oh, I got to pull that one up. Why aren't we doing that? that one? That one's a fucking nice one. There's one dude dressed up as a beaver. He's like, I'm a beaver. It's like what the fuck? He just says I'm a beaver and keeps making that weird. This episode is taking a turn. I know it started off like really serious and emo, kind of emotional, and now it's like you um, told me at the beginning, like we're gonna keep this professional. And then I heard a flat earther rap, and another guy talked about Hitler being reincarnated. I I tried. (laughs) The best thing I can tell you. That's how I feel with the one thing with the uh, with the film. Well, the director tried, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I uh, this is called Midwest Fur Fest, but the guys. Oh my god, it's the same guy. No breaks. Yeah. Got a bunch of. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'd steal some scraps when the master's not looking, and maybe I bark at the newsman or the mailman. It's not my fault. They're trying to attack us. (laughs) (laughs) Aru. This is what I would do. I'd interview people like this. There you go. You got it. Hell yeah. Any other questions? Make my dick work again. (laughs) Shout out to Woody Allen. (laughs) If you actually like vaping, you don't use a jewel. All right, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. If you had to give up one of the two, would you give up furry lifestyle or vape lifestyle? I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah. Vape easily. Yes, I'm dying. Vaping for furry. Vaping furry is way more fun. I'm a big, dumb bird. Blue Jay. Our Blue Jay is dumb. Here's it's good. Yeah, thank Fantastic. you very much. Yeah. You do a great job. Thank you. I like sandwiches. He loves sandwiches. Big sandwich gang. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know, man. There's just a whole other life out there that we don't even know. See, we're at the surface with all these surface dwellers, but we don't understand the furry collective that is out there. There's a bunch of people out there that really love dressing up. Like I bet your main politicians do it too. I could picture if, you know, Hillary Clinton in a bunny suit, maybe Hillary Clinton in a aardvark costume. I don't know, but it could happen. And I believe it to be so. I bet people just like, to, if you could tell me what's an easy life, would you rather go to a nine to five job where you hate your fucking life? You're miserable every time you come home because your fucking wife hates your guts, really is sleeping with our, your neighbor, Jim, who hasn't returned your lawnmower in probably the past year and a half says he already did, but you know, it's not back on the rack. I mean, you got all your tools lined up in your wood shop where you build model airplanes because you're a depressed sack of shit. Is that an easy life or just going out into the middle of fucking Joshua tree, dropping a shit ton of acid, dressing up as a bear and fucking otter? I don't know. But God damn it. If that doesn't look enticing. 
I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to ever do that. That, that is out of my realm, but that would be an easier personality or alkylate or dream, whatever type of thing you can get in Sims four that makes your character get extra bonus points to spend on karma stuff, to be able to kill your neighbors who are pieces of shit, who just constantly ring your doorbell every time you're trying to set up your new house. I don't know, man. That just seems like an easier one. You know, you get a personality trait like neat freak. You get a personality trait like flirty. You get a personality trait like good kisser, talented. What happens if you get a personality trait that's dressing up as a furry? I'd rather take that over my fucking depression. You're telling me those happy people, they look happy as a clam. What? What? What's I, the cons? I guess, What's the cons? I, I, I guess when you look at it as those being the only two options, that makes sense but thank god we don't live in a world where those are the only two fucking options if you go because- to oregon that's an option that's all they do they're so they're an open community down there and they should be i'm surprised my census test on my phone every time i play a game and ask me a census test it says what's your state i say maryland they say zip code to 1811 they say um you know are you male female or non-binary they say are you part of the lgbtq community and um, they ask me a bunch of shit when are they going to ask me if i'm a furry or not deep down i wish someone would ask me about my secret animal penguin urges (laughs) (laughs) you know your dog would like you a thousand times more my dog would hump me if I was dressed as a furry. That's not going to happen. dressed up as a stuffed animal. Yeah, they would. He already humps people now when they're not dressed up as anything. So I don't I don't need to have, you know. Geez. That was the saddest story about that lady who was stuck in her house for two days on the floor who had she didn't have her life alert working. And she was on the floor calling for help because she threw her back out and couldn't get up. And she was literally humped to death by her two dogs. I didn't, I didn't I'm know. Kidding. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm that did not happen. There's did you no hear way. about that guy who, um, here we go. Another fake one. <laughs> I swear to you. It's the guy who had like all that money in Bitcoin and a hard drive and he lost it in that dump. No, I heard about the guy that probably forgot his password or if there's a guy that forgot his password or if that's just a commercial, but we don't pull it up. It's on CBS news on December 18th, 2021. All right, Mark, here we go. Newport, a seaside city in Wales, is famous for its stocks and industrial heritage and allegedly half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin buried in this local landfill. Former IT worker James Hall mined the cryptocurrency back in 2013, well before its value skyrocketed. In a mix-up, he accidentally threw away the hard drive its access key was stored on, found a 20-gigabyte hard drive in my drawer instead of thousands of Bitcoin, Howell told CBS News. So this thing is like... I mean, a couple, what was it, a billion something dollars in this landfill that's been in there for the past eight years he's been searching for it. Can you imagine that? No. Half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. That's horrible. And you're searching through a fucking dumpster realizing you just threw away like your biggest ticket ever. That's like, that's ironic. It's a, it's a landfill. And there's just more shit being dumped on it every time. So every they day he comes stop. back, he's like, I can't, <laughs> I can't dro- ever catch up. They drop this fucking sofa here. I was just, is that the same sofa from yesterday or is that a different sofa? 
guy has to take pictures of what he did the day before every time he goes there. So he's like, all right, I got to clear this top layer out again. You thought I was joking. I, I didn't say you were joking. I was thinking before you even said what it was, it was going to be a lie. But um, the woman was humped to death by her dog. That had to have happened to somebody. That had um, to. I'll look it up and we can find out. Oh, God. Old woman humped to death by dog. You think that'll put me on a watch list? Probably. Old woman. You mean you're not on one already? What do you think she sounded like? What do you mean what I think she I've fallen like? and I can't get up and my dove Just- Keep hitting me in my nose. That's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> Although it's a Doberman. That's a fucking big dog. That can't be like a it should be a Doberman and like a little shih tzu going at it at the same time. <laughs> oh god. Oh, this is horrible. There's a lady that was humped to death by a pet camel. Alright, that's 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 different. 85-year-old woman died after being attacked by dogs. Yeah, all I'm seeing is woman humped to death by camel. Oh, I don't want to know about that. So let's uh, let's let's try to reel ourselves back out of whatever the fuck we've already dove into. Oh my god! All right, so this being a thousand and one episodes. Jesus Christ, we're going back to this. We're going back we just to went this. to flat Earth. Do you want to hear the flat Earth guy rap again? No, I don't. Yo, the I earth don't. is flat. Obama smokes crack. <laughs> Shit going whack when the NASA attacks. See, rapping's easy, dude. Give me another phrase. I'll fucking toss out a rhyme that'll make Dr. Seuss turn in his grave. Uh, green eggs and ham. Why are you going to pull out a Dr. Seuss quote on that? I'm not going to rap You're on just... top of Dr. Seuss. Green eggs and ham. You know, he if, you to say, turn in his grave. if you say his things in a lyrical format, it's a rap. Red fish, blue fish, one fish. Said green eggs and ham. <laughs> I don't know green eggs and ham. You can't rap with green eggs and ham. I don't know any Dr. Seuss books. I didn't have a childhood. Thanks for rubbing that in, you fucking asshole. Robbie, you said to use, <laughs> you said to use a phrase. Just do the phrase green eggs and ham. No, because I know that uh, a couple lines from Green Eggs and Ham, so I'll, I'll end up throwing those in there. You got to pick Whatever something that's completely a... random out there so people think I have actual talent and hopefully I get a uh, an album with Drake. Can you picture me on the front cover with like Drake? Drake's like started from the bottom, now I'm here. I'll just be like started from the top tier. I fucking spaced spaced hard. I looked at my own blue light and it fucking threw me off. Um, Just give me something, Mark. Um, A zookeeper picks up shit. The fuck is your brain thinking of? Dude, I'm trying to think like you're thinking right now. Just nonsense. Let's go. (laughs) I said. A zookeeper picks up shit, but not too quick. He slipped and fucking. Ah, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> it rapping's easy. <laughs> it is if I get in that mindset. Oh, I got to um, get in the mindset. All right. Yeah, you get, you're giving me like the weird ones. Like, give me something fucking. You always give me weird shit to do. You wanted me to do three work. You, you never even did the dominatrix thing that I wanted. To I'm do. not going to do the do dominatrix it. thing. Just no. do it. You want to do no. this at a thousand and one? This is your gift to me. 
is that you you dress you you act like a dominatrix and let me get my balls stomped in. Come on. I'm not stomping. I'm not pretending <laughs> to stomp your balls. It's I wish I, I wish I had only fans powers. I really wish I would fuck. There's that lady who was selling her farts in jars. That's the society we live in. You're worried about the fur. I'll take the furry community over that. What the hell is you know that? What she's shit? doing now? What? The doctor doctor told her she can't do it anymore. She's selling. Uh, she wait. Jars. <laughs> What's the medical diagnosis for that one? He said her gassy lifestyle is is too unhealthy. It's going to cause some problems. So now she's selling NFTs of her of her of her digital farts. I wonder who's going to buy. A hundred and eighty five. I would fucking shoot myself before I get to a point in my life where I'm that lonely. I was doing that. Like I get so scared, and I've said it before at my gym. When I see the old people come in that stare at the fucking girls and just fucking, right. they look all sad and beat the shit like they're half alive, like they're slugging through life, shuffling across, and they're fucking, uh, th- their whole face looks like they're just not there. I I can't I can't be like that. I just can't. I I don't want to end up like one of those people. I couldn't. I I would fucking I couldn't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I, God, I don't know what I have to do, whether it's donate a large amount of semen to this bunch of sperm banks to make sure that my seed carries on, but I cannot end up like one of those lonely ass people. We had a person that was fucking in our tanning booth and he was like a 50 year old guy with his wife and he's a creepy fucking guy, like creepy as shit, but they were just having sex on the tanning booth. What the fuck? You get 10 minutes in there. He's like, I can do a lot in 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't give a shit. What a, we're at a gym facility. This is a place of business. Like people come in and they do the weirdest shit. I'm like, you can't be yelling. And when you come in here screaming, what, what? You can't do that. It's a place of business. Okay. Okay. There you go. This is a gym facility. You get your lift on, but people come in and watch TVs and shit. I'm like, like when I go to the 24 hour location, that's like 30 something minutes away. I come out, smoke a cigarette about halfway through my workout. I'll look and see like five, you know, just to clarify for people now skipping towards this part in the show, um, a workout's like five hours. So halfway through is not like I'm here for an hour workout and halfway through, I have to smoke a cigarette. I'm not like that. Um, but I, I come out and there's like six cars all parked randomly throughout the parking lot at two o'clock in the morning, one car taking up three spots, their car long ways while a person's reaching in like, you know, like they're taking a food order from Sonic or some shit. And I've been talking about it to like people I work with. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's Millsboro. They got a sketchy vibe up there. I'm like, like what? Drug dealing vibe? And I'm afraid my car tires are going to get slashed. And then I was thinking about it when I was, you know, when I came out and saw them doing it again. And I just go, maybe they're using the free Wi-Fi. Possibly. It's just weird how they do it. They're like, who stands outside of a car and reaches into the window? And they have free newspapers out to the side. And there's always these people. As soon as they drop off new newspapers, their first thing in the morning, right there, grabbing 80 of them and just shoving them in their cars and driving off. And I'm like, this is the weirdest. Like, this is another life. It's much like the furry life. I don't understand that life. I don't understand these people's life. I don't understand the person that goes into a liquor store, gets 10 small little bottles of alcohol, then drives to their fucking construction job to work all day. I don't know what that life is like, and that life is probably pain, but someone's living it. Someone doesn't have to, but they are doing that, and that's how they get into the next day. I am sad for that person, but they might be happy as a clam. I don't know. Like you said, it's all about perspective. Be me.
that can't be you. I feel the same way. That cannot be me either. Hold your thought. He won't stop crying. I got to let him out. I'll pause it. Now that we're back, Mark, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about what we don't want to do in life, even though, like you said, that construction worker who's taking all those <laughs> little, uh, what do they call those nips? Nips of liquor. No, I know where we were at. You're supposed to do the dominatrix voice. No, that's not where we don't have to stomp on me, but you have to do some type of abusive stuff. Come on. Come on. I'm 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 the one who's getting the raw end of this. No pun intended. You know how we were saying that, you know, you take certain clips and you're going to do what I want you to do. And that's going to be it. Okay. I ain't, I ain't doing shit, man. I don't know who the fuck you think you are. You're going to come and tell me to be a dominatrix, take a whip out, smack your ass with it. Ain't happening. No All right. Well, way, you man. can do a cowboy that. if you want. You'll still have the whip. I am not doing anything. There is no broke back mountain. Your None of that cattle. You no. will show me the brand. You know what's interesting is that all these social justice warriors and all these people that are these advocates for like Antifa or fem whatever the hell they call it. Why are they talking about like, oh, you got to stop all this or all this mindless owning of all this type of things. But then they're more than happy to let their favorite artist sign their forehead or maybe even a breast. Is that not like a cattle and a brand? Think it through. Is it not like a cattle and a brand? They're fighting against owning property, but who's to stop one of these artists for signing their signature on your body and then somehow pulling out some legal loophole where they start owning all of you because technically their name is on your skin in permanent marker that won't wash off. It was a very different thing. <laughs> it's very different things. I don't think signing somebody's titties make them my titties. I think they do. <laughs> Because what happens if the Sharpie that is yours soaks into the titty then gets stuck into the milk? Does that mean you own the milk and the milk is now a part of their body? Does that mean they own the blood inside of their body, which begins to own that human being? And we get into weird territory. Much like this conversation, it's gotten very, very, very weird and very dark, Robbie. Very weird. Yes. Oh, my God. If you could pick any person, any one of your heroes, and don't say Robin Williams, you have to pick something. Not you said you want to know what happens, but what about if you could just find one of the one of your creative inspirations and really be able to ask the questions that you want to ask them when they were coming up with their most creative work of art? Like I'd like to be there when Kiss was going through like their creative phase, like. I'm going to, I swear to God, something, I don't know, something in the corner of my room. I thought just, it was a, when I have hats that are aligned up on the wall over there. And it, I thought I looked over, I guess I caught it out of that thing in my eye. I thought it was like a giant bat. I was like, oh my God, am I going to die? Um, <laughs> this is my origin story. <laughs> it's like, am I going to be Batman now? Like, <laughs> is that how it works? Um, no. <laughs> but I would like to talk to Kiss and be, ask them, like, what was it like going through all that pain of, you know, they became, hit moguls but they never got radio time because people were afraid to play that type of thing because it was just seen as or rob halford from judas priest he dressed up in a bdsm outfit with whips and assless chaps and people dressed up copying that because they thought it was metal they didn't know he was gay 
Like, I want to be there when they were going through, like, what's going, what, what are you, what's going through your mind right now? Honestly, nothing. I just feel like being metal. And I'm like, but you, this isn't metal. This is, this is clear homosexuality. Yeah. Do you have a problem with it? No, I think it's great. Just, it's that person down there that has bottle caps pushed into their jacket and they're carrying a whip and hitting other people with it while that person's on the floor kissing the ground that another person walks on like that's that's creepy that's weird but it's okay i'm not going to change you i just think that's how do what how'd you come up with doing that i didn't i was just myself and there's the answer you like that reference from the yes i i, I do I, I do it's a pull I, from the back curtain <laughs> he's back he's back the rust is gone that oh, stuff, none of that in those kink stuff bothers me. Honestly, I'm like jealous that someone has something like that. Like it's it, crazy. It do, do you want to have those things or no. just, it doesn't bother you? I like or, being vanilla one... as fuck. I don't want any food in the bedroom. I don't give a shit. All we got to do is we flop on top of each other for 10 minutes and then we all fuck off into separate corners and get ready for the next fight. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that was a good one. That was oh a my God. Round yeah. two, begin. <laughs> Round two. Finish oh him. God. Finish him. Get over here. Get over here. I can't do that. That's 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 all. Uh, the fuck is that guy's name? The original guy that did it. That's what that song goes like. Living in this big blue world with my head right around my face. And I've been saying, hey, oh, hey, okay. Right? Yeah, no? yeah. That's what that song no, no. was about. It's on about having sex for 10 minutes and fucking off in the separate corners of your room and getting ready for the next fight in the octagon. I I I I guess. I guess yeah. Is Um, that a temper pedic? Round three. Boom. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, going off of that, um, where the fuck were we? The loss Uh, is when it ends in a stalemate and you end up having a kid because you made it eight rounds and nobody won. And I was like, hey, oh, hey, okay. <laughs> I still remember when you lied about have, make it, having a girlfriend and making her pregnant. I was like, oh, no. That was such <laughs> a long time ago. I, I, I wasn't. It doesn't seem that That long was ago. around episode 500 something. I was joking with you off air. Well, now um, that I brought it up on air. Yeah. I'm not oh, disclosing no. anymore. Because you didn't talk about oh. the stairs. Uh, I see. I wasn't even going to mention that. And now you brought it up. Robbie said some horrible things. You could use your imagination, but it involved a staircase. They were like, what are you um, going to do? I was like, I'll fix it. And I just said a gift yeah, on a staircase from Family Guy. It yeah, was a not, joke. It, it was a joke. I would be a great off. dad. I've been thinking about it. I would have one yeah. kid. And then obviously, if you have one kid, it leads into two kids. And then, you know, when you have two kids, you just got to have three. And then when you hit that three mark, might as well go for four. Then I mean, cut, go for broke, go for five. And then when you go for five, go for six kids. And then once you get to the six kid mark, you basically go full on British. And then after you go to British, you end up going to maybe around the Italian mark, right around the ninth kid. And then when you hit the ninth kid, you got to jump into the 10th kid, to the 11th kid, to the 12th kid, to the 13th with a couple of the baby with the cup of the hay you know <laughs> talking about I'm, i haven't slept since like i've been up for i think fucking 16 Literally. hours now so 
anything from this point on is just the seriousness is gone. Thanks for tuning into the rest of out of the blank podcast. We are better. We will do better. And we'll see you on the next space race. (laughs) That's something there. I would love to talk to the astronauts that went into that Apollo mission right before, or is it the challenger? before it exploded like what the fuck would it must have been going through your fucking head when that thing starts going <laughs> it's like oh my god like, <laughs> you want to know what was going through my head oh fuck. fuck oh fuck oh fuck like i wonder if they had a thought like we're gonna be okay like how i do when there's airplane turbulence like we're gonna be okay and then the captain like comes on no? uh passengers uh thank you for boarding air Nobody talks about like American Spirit, the cigarette brand. That sounds like a fucking airline. There is a Spirit airline. And there Welcome is an American to airline. American Spirit Airlines. Please put your folding trays in the upright section and make sure that if you're connected to our Wi-Fi, you're connected to the one that doesn't say cockpit. Because if you end up connecting to the one that says cockpit, not only are you going to get free Wi-Fi, but you're going to throw off all my instruments up here that help guide this plane to the ground and will more than likely crash and burn. I'll see you all at the Capitol. And then fucking flies <laughs> off. <laughs> Do you like flying? I don't know if I've ever asked you this. I've flown a couple of times. Um, I have a superstition that if there's a baby on the airplane, then it won't go down. Um, mostly because God could never take away something so innocent. But the irony in that is that I'm not religious. See, as these episodes have gone on over the years, people are always probably wondering, is this guy religious? Is he not religious? He might be. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've shared religion a couple of times. It's needed for sure. It's- it's and you have, but then some other things like Emazafaza, Sasan, the Holy Spirit, Amen. the cover the baby, the cover the hate. All right, um, that's a rabbi <laughs> giving a circumcision. I, I know, I know what it is. I, I know what it is. See, if we set the bar low on the first episode of the A Thousand and One, we don't have to worry about going lower than it. That was your, <laughs> was your goal to talk to the episode. No, man, it's not like it's not going that bad. Um, I've had, I'm uh, having a great time. I, I am having a great time too. This is just the strangest conversation me and you have ever had. <laughs> just of any we've academic. Had some... Really? What? Well, this is the we've strangest some... one. Not even the, the, the fact be... that I discovered you have a fucking landline still. That's not that strange. Okay, that's odd. That's you two clip that as a moment that you can check in that episode, like a key moment in that episode when the phone starts ringing. Yes. Or I'm like, is that a fucking landline? We had it set for our alarm system. So every time our alarm system goes off the phone, we get a phone call to the landline. How fucking old are you? Uh, that's exactly what you said to me in that I know, episode, I too. Know, I know, yeah. <laughs> You're like, Mark, I watched them all before we came on. I know. Um, they're just they're, they're key moments. They're key moments. They're right. You're right. They are key moments. Um shit no but this is definitely weird the bdsm i'm not stepping on your balls i know you want me to okay to, that's all to right metaphorically or finger in the yeah. ass <laughs> I, I, all right i'll if, if you have to give me two options i will step on your balls i won't i won't put anything near anyone's bunghole on life's all about options sometimes you got to take the one that has the least resistance sadly that might be my ass <laughs> just kidding that was terrible that was a perfect setup and i burned myself and that's okay we'll move past it next time we got to straighten up let's get back to the serious stuff we got a lot more to talk about
we do i I fucking don't know anymore um shit how's everything been your way did you have a great christmas we haven't talked since then that's right i had a good christmas it was good christmas i haven't seen my brother or my nieces in two years so it's nice that they got to come for christmas did you leave flowers at their gravestone the way you said it was like they died you said i haven't seen them in like two years i'm like what the fuck don't you call? Don't you FaceTime? Don't you Zoom? You have a Zoom account. Yeah, and it's not the same thing as physically seeing them. It is. I can it literally smell your fucking Old Spice. I don't wear Old Spice. I can smell your Axe body spray. I don't use Axe body spray. I bet you're using Old Spice deodorant. Nope. Now, I'm pretty sure that's Fiji. Nope. Taxi cab? Baklava? <laughs> You're never going to guess what I have on. I'm guessing it's probably some Ralph Lauren or Mark Polo. Nope. That's a job I'd like is walking into like a JCPenney and spraying people with perfume. I wish JCPenney was still around. Now it's just fucking Macy's. A lot of stuff has gone to shit, Mark. We get it. Okay. This mm-hmm. is a positive episode. You want to bring up Chuck E. Cheese? Really? You just brought up Chuck E. Cheese, Robbie. Sad day. <laughs> I, I mean, we were just talking about furries, so people dressed up as That's Chuck my e. pickup line, is I walk up to someone I go, and it might be why I got rejected. I walk up, and I was like, would you like to go for a nice turkey club? And they're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I asked for advice. I was like, what should I say? And someone's like, just ask about for lunch. I was like, should I be more specific than lunch? Lunch can mean anything. Is it an early lunch? Is it a late lunch? Is it, you know, a light brunch, a heavy brunch? What is it? And I went up and I just popped up my elbow on the table and I was like, eh, what I would like to take you out for a nice turkey club. She's like, I'm fucking vegetarian. <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck's Turkey Club? Where do they serve Turkey Clubs around here? I don't know. I never think I was going to make it this far. <laughs> I thought you going to turn away. Oh, my God. Well, how are you doing in that department? I'm not talking about that on air. You're fucking nuts. Oh, my God. Out of all the things we talk about on air, you can't bring that. <laughs> there was someone that I was like talking to, and then one of the trainers is training that client, and that person just followed me on uh instagram personally the, the thing and i followed him back i was like oh this is cool maybe this like it's talk to him chat up chat him up with him now this person's instagram account is like an only fans nothing but ass pictures and i'm like nope i'm good i'm pretty sure i told you that off air I just wipe my hands with it just dust it off to the side i can't that's too much i don't have the swagger to be able to deal with that shit I get anxiety <laughs> when I fucking walk downstairs and I have socks on. I'm like, ah, oh, God, I got to walk back up the steps. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 steps. Well, if I take them two at a time, I could get there in half the time than it would if I did a single one at a time. But then if I tried three, but three might be too much. What happens if I make it to that top step and slip off backwards and hit my head on the ground? And then someone comes home and finds me dead on the ground all because I wanted to take three steps at a time. The moral of the story is use what you think you can use, not more than what you need, Mark. 
<laughs> these rants are fucking great. I gotta start. Yeah. I'm so glad this is like recording because this is prime prime material. That this were great. David's gonna love this episode. David's gonna listen I'm, to it. David, yeah, he, he messes me about the last one. Um, what do he say? I'll give you some uh, specifics there, Rabbi. Oh, you're gonna read it on air. Do I'm it. Gonna read it on air. Do it. Tell me what Mr. David Irwin said about me. I'll make sure on our next serial review, I choose something like Captain Crunch that tears up all of our mouths. We haven't done a serial review in a long time. We should do one. one. I told him that, too. He said that he's kind of taking a step back from it. I'll Snapchat him Uh, live on air. He just Snapchatted me. Where are you, High Spoon? It's Inception because I can do it. Hey, I got you. You looked up. You like my haircut? I got another one. You had a haircut? Since the last time we talked. You look the same all the time. Well, you know what? (laughs) Every day I try and wake up and make sure that I don't change too much to where you notice. And I change just enough to where it's not the same exact thing. Okay. David said... Listening to you and Robbie's podcast, smiley face. Just a couple buds shooting the shit. That's what that he said. It's always bad. how this show is. That's what it is. Do you want me to That's enter it. interview mode? I can do that. No, because you want to see whatever what mode... mode enters in. I, I don't. I Come don't. on, I got another form in me. You ready? Well, interview mode was the first episode. We already yeah. had that already. Okay. So. But I could snap right back into it. I can pull us out of all of this comedic stuff and get into a different track where you're going to be like, well, did we just like, we just switched modes. I can switch gears. People think switch the gears. amplifier goes up to 10. I go to 11. Switch to 11. You want me to switch to 11? In the positive <laughs> or negative way, like the comedic way or the more serious way? Go to the, go to the interview way. Let's see. I want to see you go back, back into it. This is all about shaking off the rust. Let's go. Yeah, motherfucker, I got you. <laughs> no, um, I guess mainly I, I do, I do still have some questions on the voice acting thing. Uh, mostly because it seems like with voice acting in particular, you know, from doing the video game that we talked about, you doing before, and kind of you know talk about where that going. You, do you have any wanting? Are you still casting out for any other roles when it comes to specific things like animated series or any type of other video game endeavors out there? I mean, there's constant character creations or types of game creations that are coming out every single day. There's people always working on the next project. I'm just curious to see if you're still looking in the market for that, or has the shed really consumed a lot of your time? Um, I'm still building. I'm still it. auditioning. Okay. I'm still auditioning. All right. It's, so once again, it's a it's a basement. Anything? Shit, well, anything still more on the premises of uh, designing or being involved into something like that? Like, do you have anything that you're taking up right now, or are you just looking around, checking the market? Uh, I'm just auditioning and then waiting to hear back from stuff. That's usually what most most of the job is auditioning, auditioning and then rejection constantly. Do you typically have a guideline set up for if how long a person responds back to you? Let's say a person responds back to you in a month or two. Do you typically accept the work that they offer or accept their response or do you move on to the next one? What do you mean if they don't if they don't respond or if they do respond and it's a month later? Let's say you send in uh, for a role or something like that. You send a little clip of yourself or send some of your work or something like that and you don't hear back for a couple of months. Do you worry about them reaching out to you or do you just move on to the next one? 
You have to do that. You have to just move on. If you if I take to heart every single audition, I'm gonna hate doing this. What do you find so, to be your biggest conflict when you're dealing with uh, sending away your material? Do you feel like rejection is something you don't really care too much about? You just move on to the next one because there's so many options when it comes to that, or do you feel like you try and really hold out for a couple solid few? Uh, I used to care. I don't know. Um, there's definitely roles that I wanted and I didn't get. Um, but if I keep looking back and thinking, oh, this guy got the role, it doesn't matter. If I didn't get a role, the role was never meant for me. If somebody else gets the role, it was meant for them. That's just what it was. Um, I'm not the person that decides who gets what. I shoot my shot, and if I get it, I get it. I don't, I don't. Most of the time with this, most any acting, um, whether it's voice acting or on-screen acting, you're going to shoot your shot and you're going to fail. just happens. Every single audition for a, you know, a new project, whether it's animated, commercial, whatever it is, it's like going to a new interview for a job every time. And you're not always going to get the job. Just, just is what it is. And that's, that's what this is. It's a ton of rejection. But if you just do it, obviously you put your passion into the audition. But if you hang on to that for too long and you don't hear anything or you get rejected or whatever, you're gonna, it's going to hit you so hard. So I, I put my passion into the audition. As soon as I send it, I try to just let it. That's it. I left it. I hope I get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because if I keep waiting, keep thinking, it's going to be worse when I finally hear a response or even don't hear a response, then I'm like, and you should never follow up. If you're auditioning for something, don't message the person and be like, you know, the casting director, and be like, Hey, did you get my audition? It's like, yeah, they, they definitely got it. Unless you sent it wrong. You definitely, they definitely got it. They didn't respond to you um, either because they're still trying to cast people or you're not the right fit. That just, just what it is. Don't you, hassle them. You know, are you, are you setting up an online portfolio when you do this or are you using any social media apps like i know people use linkedin for these certain types of things yeah um i don't use linkedin as much as i should most of the stuff i either find through social media or through different casting websites um and they either require a demo reel or they require you just to read a copy and they you know you go by whatever it is you read the audition I take it for what you will they get tell you to do three takes everybody does things differently um the most annoying thing about auditioning is, is just getting the way they want it, like the basic thing. So like, oh, a lot of people are like, we need the file to be this type of format, whether it's MP3, WAV, we need it to be named this way. And it has like a bunch of underscores or dashes or whatever it is. It has to be labeled a certain way. Each take has to be a different file or they want all the takes in one file. All these different things, slate, don't slate. Really what it comes down to it, when they give you those directions, just read them. Because a lot of times people will get it and they'll see that you didn't read the directions and then you just sent whatever way you want to send it and they just delete it. Um, so I, I'm curious, um, do you have any words that you uh, have trouble with, whether it's a different voice or a different accent? Is there just a certain words like, for instance, some people have a problem saying the um, me, I like to say frustrating instead of frustrating. Uh, do you ever have any problems with any types of those conflicts? And if you do have one of those problems with one of those words or some type of thing that you just can't say properly, would that deter you from getting a position if it was required to use that in a line or a script over and over and over again? Would you practice at it or would you just move on to a different task, especially if it's a small part? If, if there was an audition for something that requires someone to be in an English accent the whole time, Every time I try to do an English accent, it kind of strays towards Australian, half Australian, half English. It's not good. So to me, I just stay away from it. 
um, when they want it specifically like that. But then they have something like um, Mark Hamill's Joker, right? And then there's different characters in a lot of video games and stuff. It's not really English. It's not really Australian. Not really Irish. Not really um, Scottish. They call it mid-Atlantic accent. They kind of like mix it all together. And everything just kind of sounds like dragged out, almost like you're trying to sound medieval. Um, and they just classify it as mid-Atlantic. So if you hear Mark Hamill do his Joker, it almost sounds like he's English, but he's not. Um, so certain things he'll just say, and you're like, what accent is that? And they just kind of classify it as mid-Atlantic. So all these games like Skyrim and all that stuff, all that is just mid-Atlantic accent. Um, so that's what I kind of, if I give something like that, I'll take my shot at it. But if it's anything specific, like for a country, I can't, if I don't, if I'm not proficient in it, I won't do it. And I'm not going to sit there and try to learn it just for that audition because there's so many auditions. If I want to do it on my own time outside of auditioning, then I'll do it. But I'll never just be like, all right, I got to learn how to speak like I'm from Scotland or from England for this audition. This is audition is due in a month. I got to do this now. I'll never do that because that'll take up so much of my time. I'd rather just learn as I go and kind of just practice it on my own time. And then once I get better at it, then I'll start auditioning for those things. Um, I do want to go more into the commercial realm. I've said that before, but most of the stuff that I still get casted for is my bread and butter things. It's just deep characters, uh, deep voice characters, or monsters and creatures. Those are things that I usually get paid for, and that's usually what I do. Um, but everybody starts somewhere, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and not try to stray too far and be like, I have to do this, I have to do that. I'm going to learn how to do those things, and I'm still continuing to practice those things. But I'm not going to discourage myself from doing what works right now and just stop doing that just to do something else that may not work. I'm just going to keep practicing. That's the, that's the biggest thing. I just, I've added to my repertoire as the years have gone on of what I'm able to do while still doing what I'm already good at. Um, Would you probably, I mean, the best example, for instance, your first episode compared to where you're at now, do you think this opened you up a little bit more in a different avenue of accepting positions on things? Or do you think it closed you off more? Because I think from the first episode you were on around 300 or two, whatever you were on, it seemed I was like 364, oh, I think. Yeah. You there, I think it was a seven in it. Um, 367, possibly. Maybe that. Um, but you could look at like I had a space ecologist or an astroecologist on at the time. I had a bunch of like a long list of like more professional style, more basis of that in the beginning. So it was a good thing to kind of hop onto. And then you see kind of where it's at now, where it's like it's not really a good reflection. Or at least I haven't seen you include it in your portfolio or in your voice over work, even though I do try and make you jump through the hoops on it, only because I think it gives you a wide range for people to be able to choose from if they look at your episodes. Would you be willing to accept, let's say, if you worked on a South Park show? Now, the thing with the South Park show seems really cool because it's a hit cartoon. Yeah, but in the beginning, it wasn't. And at the beginning, it was a little bit edgy where it seems like hey, you might not want to have your name attached to that. Now, where it's at now, even if you're attached to that, you're probably still not going to pick up any work besides the South Park stuff. Or if it's a family guy type show, you're going to not going to be able to get up serious roles because people who want to do serious things don't want to deal with people who deal in that type of realm. I'm just curious if you think that this show has had a growth on you as much as not probably not as much as it had to grow on me, but maybe more openness or has it made you a little bit more closed off when it comes to accepting things like I hope you're not stuck with me. I hope you're more on an aspect of like you enjoy coming on to do this show. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't be on here. Okay. Um, fair, fair point. Yeah, so 
I'm I'm no bullshit. You already know. So if, if I didn't want to if I didn't want to talk to you, I wouldn't talk to you. Um, you already don't. I mean, it I, is. what? I said you already don't as it is. Oh my god! I send you a happy birthday or Merry Christmas. And I and I respond to you. Do I not respond to you? And Never I sent you a happy you. birthday. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I no, where's I my fucking happy. present? All I wanted. Where was, was my present? Where I didn't. I didn't on my balls and you fucking. <laughs> Sit on the chair right now. <laughs> sit on the it. chair. Sit um, on the chair. No. Sit on the chair. I don't take authority well. Sit on the chair. Put on your mask. Zip up the zipper on your lips. Let's go. Put it on. Jesus Christ. I can't breathe in latex. I don't care. Let's go. Put it on. Okay. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. Now, I, you're uncomfortable, it. now yeah. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. But seriously, would that deter you from picking up a position all because of the way maybe that thing has been stigmatized? I think a lot of people are afraid to get involved into something that might have some type of name, even if it's just rumors in the air about it. Um, and I think as a content creator, as anybody who you are, um, professionally academic whatever yeah you might lose a couple but how much are you really gaining out of the value of i think for me for instance for my show you're going to have a more honest and loyal fan base that gets attracted to you because these people have fun know what the show is and really like to see a different side than the professionalism that i think a lot of people see i think it would be cool to have uh celebrities on this show and talk to them in my type of manner than it would be to see them in worn a professional interview aspect but you know, that's not what they want. I want regular people that I can have a chat with without getting nervous or having to worry about leading scripted questions because the image thing, it's so hard. But when you're building your own image, I think you rather build your image by just being you and letting people like you first. I don't, you know, I might you do a couple of voices, but you're still Mark when you come on this show. You know, when people yeah. hire you for a position, they're hiring that voice that you can do, not necessarily who you are, which leads probably into like one of the biggest problems as a voice actor has to be an identity crisis. You know, do people like me or do they like my fucking voice? You know, that's, that's what it is. It's like, is it the voice that I play that people enjoy? I'm sure plenty of people love Beast Boy from Teen Titans. Do they necessarily like the fucking guy though? Because I've seen interviews with him and he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, whether you like somebody or not, at least in this business, it all kind of depends on the casting director. There's people that don't get casted just because, not that they don't have the talent, not that they don't, they're not best for the part. They just people have like a God complex as directors. So a lot of them are failed actors. So they're just like, no, I don't like you. Or, you know, I think someone else should get it or just because they want to fuck you. That's just what it is. Um, it's probably the worst thing about this is that you could pay your dues, do everything right and still not get it. That's, that's the worst thing about it. Um, so, uh, and, and you can't even fight about it. You can't, you can't stand your ground. Like I, I couldn't, do what i did for my nine to five job and you know just sit there and be like this is you know talk sit down and talk to the person be like you know this is why i deserve it i can't do that with a casting director who's going to tell me to go fuck myself either that or they're going to try to blacklist me which is even worse so you can't even do those things and that happens a lot the reality is you at least now with like the norms of voiceover or acting in general people get blacklisted for yeah. their personal views care tops the best example honestly and you know even some of these more mainstream people they try to like uh chris pratt they're trying to like cancel him earlier in the year 
And I was well, like, he's what? like an open conservative, and we're in a democratic run kind of system right now. It's like who, who? It's like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like if the, if the guy is good for the role, or if you want him because you think he has a good sound to the character, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. All the other shit shouldn't matter. Um, but for some people, it does. They take work and personal stuff and they mix it together, and that's why things like that happen. Um, I like the idea of keeping it separate. Um, we can still be friends outside, you know what I mean? But, you know, if I'm friends with a casting director or fellow actors, that's great. But, like, if that's going to affect my job of how we interact outside of it, that's horrible. It shouldn't be like that. Well, it affects it really positive and negative. It would be hard for me if I had a billion dollars and I was making an animated show. It would be hard for me not to include you into it. And then people would just be like, well, you're not necessarily giving it to him on the basis of his voice. You're giving it to him on the basis of that you like him. And I was like, yeah, because I know what you can do and I have faith in what you can do. It goes back yeah. to the little bit of faith that everyone kind of needs. But it's so hard because anybody's willing to more than be more than happy to draw a line at something just because you have something that they don't. You know, when they draw that line, it's not necessarily blocking them from you or trying to save themselves and make sure they're, they're not attached to you. It's more on the object of now they see you on the other side of the line that they can't pass, even though they drew it in the first place. And that gets very, yeah. very complicated. I think that's why there's a lot of content creation that is competition. Everybody worry about views. Everybody worry about followers. Everybody follow me. I unfollow you. Then you unfollow me. Then this and this. Like, shares, comments, subscribes. All this random bullshit. That's why I, I made a scene where I was doing a selfie on a beach and I go, what's up, my fellow virgins? That's like a joke. And um, as I'm pointing to this beautiful sunrise that God has gifted us, as soon as the sunrise comes, I put the word giant lettering so you can't see the sun, subscribe. And it's just like every single video that these people do at the bottom, it says comment, share, like, it has all these things that pop up all over the screen as I'm talking to you and trying to give you a little bit of motivation like every single person out there does. There's always constant paywalls. There's paywalls in anything. And I get it. I'm not mad at someone trying to get a little bit more success or getting all these types of things. But, you know, it's even something when I edit these episodes with the new intro and all that too. I got to put, I, I should probably do more professional where I put your name on the YouTube video at the bottom and all these types of things. But I don't see wasting time and doing something like that because you can find it anywhere on the episode links. You know, the whole thing is basically going to be titled you. But at the same time, YouTube is so sensitive with its content boundaries where if you try and upload something onto there, they could just easily scrub it off. And then all that work that you put in an effort you did to do that. That's why I take such a, I guess, a, a, a hit to it or get kind of hurt when something gets flagged or something gets talked about or someone does this or that because it's a sense of what you've spent hours or however long into creating. And then someone just goes and is easily able to just go, Nope, it never existed. You know, that's kind of what I think is important about, you know, getting yourself out there as much as you possibly can, not just being involved into one project. It'd be nice to be involved in a South park show and just have that and never have to worry about that again. But it's also good to have range out there as well too, where a kid could be watching a cartoon. Like, I love this cartoon. I watch it every single day. As soon as like, it's like my Saturday morning cartoons. Then they see a movie where you might be playing an actor role, not a voice acting role. And they go, Oh my God, it's him. It's my childhood hero. It's my transformer voice guy and there you go they just realize that you have range you can play in a wide scenario of things better than being limited to just one you have more options and avenues to be able to do things where people can look at your content see one person with many faces yeah exactly um but welcome uh, no, to I, interview I, I, mode <laughs> there it is dude you went right back into it too i'm very proud very Told proud you. robbie there's a good part a warmth in my heart right now 
Um, no, nah, but when it, when it comes down to it, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I know where I have to go. Getting there is a different story. So uh, I'm just keeping rolling on doing what I'm doing. Um, once the studio is done down there, it'll be nice to be able to have that new space. I think like you said at the beginning or whether it was either here or before we started recording, having a new space and making it different, it's, it's, it's good. It, it gives you that new feeling. It, it makes things, um, once you visualize it that way, then you're like, all right, things are different now. You know, you start to really feel that. So like me, even looking at your background, like you're saying, you're not in that quarter anymore. You're not bunched up anymore. It's good to have that new space. It opens up the doors for you, whether you, whether they're small or not, you're still thinking to yourself like, oh, all right. It's not how it used to be. This is going to be this way now. And um, I think that's the, the beauty of, of changing scenery sometimes. Sometimes you need it. You can't just sit in the same rut all the time because then you get stuck there and you get comfortable. And I think changing it up makes you uncomfortable. And I think being uncomfortable is a big thing. Nobody really wants to be uncomfortable. What I found uh, is that it's easier. You know how many times that went through my head as I was, you know what? I, when I would walk into my studio, I would walk into this door that's right over here in this corner. I would walk and right where I'm basically sitting was a paint can that was on the floor and a lamp that was sitting on top of that paint can. And then I would get behind that little desk right up against that window. And I would record for 10, 11 hours a day. And just sit there always thinking, I'm going to change it up so I can be more comfortable. Don't hit the fucking desk because if you hit the desk, the whole thing is going to fall over because that's how it was. I could shake the shit out of it. Now I got my new desk that's literally like, it's, it feels like it weighs a ton. I could kick it, do whatever. Have all this open room behind me and all this. It was a simple little what? This took an hour to do with some help. And then what? The other time I was every single day was like, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard. I realized I built it up into my head that it was going to be more difficult to change it. I might as well keep it the same. And then next thing I know, I'll go, I'll do that tomorrow. Well, that tomorrow became next week. That next week became next month. That next month became next year. That next year became fucking a thousand something episodes of doing stuff like that. I was still sitting in that corner when me and you talked, even when it was just audio. It wasn't comfortable. I mean, I was probably more prone to being lazy in the beginning because there are so many recordings that I was doing. I would fall asleep halfway through someone fucking talking because it was just so fucking boring to me. Not saying you. I'm just saying there are some episodes where some people talk very, very slow and it brings your energy down. That's why I always try and keep our energy high and keep on going because it creates funner content. Necessarily, you can't base things or you can't say that this is going to happen or you're going to do this and then continue to repeat the same old shit. You got to change it up every single time, whether it's a joke in the beginning or a, whatever. I can say the same phrase a thousand times. Um, you keep going past that. But if I don't try and bring whatever I have to the table and whatever I have to the tables, whatever I'm feeling that day, whether it's a serious episode, or whether it's a funny episode, it all depends on how I'm feeling. And I think I bring people into that as well, too. And you bring it in as well, too. If you have an issue that you want to talk about, we're going to talk about it. There's no limits here on the show. We go wherever it goes. And I feel like as a person and as a voice actor, you can respect that because there's no limits into where you can go with the voices that you have. Now, you have a range, sure, but it doesn't mean you can't train or learn past that and expand it out a little bit longer to make sure that you're not pinned down to a Joker role or a Wolverine yeah. role. You're Mark Philippe, you're a voice actor, and you're going to hit any role that you feel like you're going to take on to make sure that you can do what you want to do and become whatever you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And I, I want to get, and 
like I said, getting casted for your own voice is the most important thing anyway. You got to be able to act as is, not as me being the Joker. Or I never got casted for a fucking Joker role. I got casted for, you know, audio comics for Wolverine that were unpaid. I haven't got paid. I got paid to be Wolverine one time for an audio comic. That was it. I do it because I like doing it. I think it's fun. And there's a little fan base that I have with all these cosplayers and comic book people that like hearing that shit. That's why I do it. I try to do it when I can on Wolverine Wednesday. That's about it. I'm not sitting here doing it all the time. I can. I want to. You know, the stuff I'm focusing on now is what I really want to do. If I sit here and, you know, talk like Wolverine the whole time, that's that shit just not only is it going to get old, it's going to bother the hell out of me anyway. So uh, I'd rather just just act that's just what i want to do i want to just act um and tell my story or tell somebody else's story so me doing this is a way to tell my own you know tell my story with you and share with you that's why i like doing this and uh voice acting and going on to somebody's thing whether it's for a small little role i try to just either tell that character story or do my best to really exemplify what the writer or director whoever it is that wrote up the story what they want to show you know, that's that's the beauty of the whole creative um, getting into a creative career, um, especially when I'm when you're doing something freelance, you're making something that somebody else created and wrote down. You're making it a real thing, whether somebody's listening to it or watching it or whatever it is, playing it. You're making that come to life for them. And I think that's great. It's such a beautiful thing because as creatives are all helping each other. Um when instead of everybody trying to undercut everybody or screw everybody over out of a part or talk shit about people it's just a toxic thing um so it's nice when you get to do something for somebody else it's almost like a little communal aspect to the whole thing there's a project i'm working on now like i said doing a small creature role but the guy wants to give me more stuff now for different characters and expand more of the character that i was doing at the beginning because he liked my take on it and he liked how I added my own flair to it. I could just sit there and read the lines, but that's not going to do shit. Anybody can sit there and read a piece of paper, but making it like real, that's when it changes things. And that's when you start to really realize that everybody just wants you to succeed. Like the director wants you to do well. He doesn't want you to suck. When he casts you for his project, he wants you to make it the best you can make it. And I think I really, there's something satisfying about that that I'll never be able to get from a nine to five job. And like you said, it's the same feeling that you have that you don't want to be that guy. And neither do I, you know, it's just, that's not for me and it's not for you. So and moving forward, I think that's all they need to work on. To, just, qu- to quote the first page in my book, no matter a penny, no matter a nickel, no matter a dime, no matter a quarter, they all go into the fountain and you still gain the same, but you lose much more. I just made that up like two seconds ago, but I'm writing that fucking shit down. I need a pen. I need a pen. Austin in the Zoom call. No, you're good. That's not Wolverine's ability. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ah, fuck it, saved on here. Oh, screw it. It's a good yeah, quote. You, you listen back to it. There you go. Good quote. Is, and then the pain one, the consensus on pain, right? That's exactly you gotta remember that one too. I don't know. I'm not listening back to this sucker. Uh, I can't, <sighs> I can't hear my own voice, bro. I can't. That's a, you gotta get over that fucking hurdle, man. 
You got a thousand and it's gonna be a thousand and one episodes. I put up that milk thing on my on the thing, and someone a past guest reached out. Could you voice my audio book? I was like, no, but yeah, I have can. a friend that can do that. And they're like, I'll pay you. I'll yeah, let they me want be you, your man. first thing for your audio. I was like, no, because then I start thinking about they're gonna use my voice for other shit. And I'm like, they could do that by scrubbing my YouTube episodes for sure. But I just I I don't know. It scares me. I don't want to. Well, look into the person a little bit. Um. I had her son on here first. Her son was on first and then her. So you don't trust her? No, I I, I just don't want to do it. All right. I, mean, I was if you involved don't do in an it, audio you're... drama uh, for a little while. I just gave up on that, too. I couldn't do it anymore. The dude released two episodes over six months and tells me he's releasing a third. I'm like, there's so many problems that went with that. I just I don't have time. I only have time to do this show. That's it. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it a big role? No, I was a fucking. I had like two lines. It was like right. a Fallout uh, type style. Apocalypse oh, that's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Have yeah, there's that. That's a problem when you when you're doing with a, a lot of people that are an indie studio or something like that. Even if they're not really a studio, they're just like an individual person that's on their time. So that's why that's that's the whole thing about auditioning. You just audition all the time because having consistent work is something that doesn't usually happen. The guys that have consistent work all the time, those are the people that have done it either a long, long time or they got very lucky. So, but, all right, dude, interview Robbie came in strong. What other, what other uh, gear can you put it in now? You're going to take it back, take it back to where you were at. Just go right back to being comedic. There you go. Trying to be comedic, doing, failing, flailing, <laughs> failing, flailing, bailing, hailing, sideways trailing. Rapper Robbie. You what ever you heard of Nature a- Valley bars? I got them Nature Valley cars driving through the mountains of. Fuck, nothing rhymes with mountain. Oh, shit, fountains. Damn it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what, what, what's your what's your name gonna be for your rap name? Young Sandwich. Young Sandwich. No, no. My name would be like Little Young Kapoor or something like that. Little Young Kapoor. <laughs> and I'd have like dreidels around my fucking uh, arms when I stick them out. <laughs> Young Kapoor. <laughs> you open up your like you have like a trench coat. You open it up. This is dreidels. Dreidel, oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of clay. That was your Hanukkah, by the way. I'm not Jewish, but okay. You told me you were Jewish. No, um, I'm part of the chosen people in my bloodline. There's the the Ashkenazis. But I don't celebrate that shit. I don't even celebrate Christmas. That's why I figured you didn't sell. I knew you didn't celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate I any of it. Jewish. Holidays are for fucking poor people. You have said that before. <laughs> I've said holidays are for more people. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I was thinking of this bit, but I need someone, and they won't let me use a whiteboard at the school. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to think of like uh, it's like people walk around with such egos, higher up on the pedestal than everybody else, 
And it's like, then it's me with a lint roller and someone goes like, Hey man, check this out. Tap me on the wrist. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. It's just like a <laughs> fucking peasant. And just fucking. <laughs> lint roller a second. Oh. oh my God. Does that work? And someone like pulled open one of the work drawers and was lint rolling themselves. Cause they have a dog. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Your own personal lint roller. I was like, that's probably what rich people do when poor people touch them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the bits that I've created were bits from the show. That were created in the show. The fire alarm thing. That was a yeah. bit I had. I told on one of the shows. And then I just added the tinnitus thing from another episode where my buddy was talking about the owner of Texas Roadhouse that killed himself because he had tinnitus. Um, and then we just, I, a lot of them were just bits. A lot of the bits I can't fucking do because I just don't have the people for. Um, so this this one's a solo project. It's not really. Um, well, tell me about it. How far, how far along? Until you think it's going to be completed. Nah, I don't have a deadline on it. And right okay, now, that's better that better yeah, that way. Right now, I probably have like, like 25 minutes total. Um, okay. Only because they're like two minute clips each, three minute clips each. I think the longest scene's four minutes and it's the beginning. I have that one finished and edited. I don't know. I should show the sneak peek on here, shouldn't I? No. If you want to, that's up to save you. It. I should save it. It's too that's cringe. To Maybe I'll show you off air because it's too cringe to on this so there you go and keep everybody in suspense yes you get the secrets behind the works i always wondered that when i listen to a podcast and i'm like damn it i wish i could be there when they talk about oh we'll talk about it off air i was like i want to fucking be there i bet that's what people feel like when they hear me say it probably probably like what the fuck is this guy gonna say then you got me who's bringing up off air stuff (laughs) i would like to talk to jesus in his moment when he was arms wide with joy I'm not going to finish the bit at just, this point. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Wow, you have a really nice crown, man. Where'd you get that? Oh, my God. They made it for me. <laughs> All right. Does that hurt your hands and feet? I've seen people um, plank, you know, when they hang off of a sign like a fucking flag. But I haven't seen any of that before. You're literally David Copperfielding from your hands and feet right now. Is that fake blood? Nope, that's real. That tastes like metal. My tongue just went numb. Real quick. I got a lot of water. I need wine. I need wine. Are you busy? (laughs) Are you busy? Oh, my God. You just took the whole fucking crucifixion and just... (laughs) You don't have to move your hands, but just dip your big toe in this real quick. (laughs) Yeah, if you could walk on water, do you just turn it into wine? So then I guess wine is a different density than water is. So then he probably could easily walk on it, right? I would think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cross yourself. Mom. Uh, Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Mark, please let everyone know your links, your places where they can find you, any type of voice acting that you offer. Uh, exclusive only fans or a cameo definitely no only fans or cameo um you can find me on instagram and twitter at mark philippe va um and i'm also on backstage under mark philippe and uh yeah both of the social media links have my email so if you have any kind of business inquiries at all feel free to email me other than that if you think uh what i can do um could fit your project let me know He's texting. Look at this guy.
was texting David. Like, David, I can't stand Mark. I don't want to talk to him anymore. No. I'm ending this episode. No. We just <laughs> talked for him. It's two, well, it's two and a half hours, but I think we had like 20 minutes of pausing and yeah, and I was thing. trying to I was trying to break where we were at before. Every single episode was a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. It's all right, Robbie. I can't get what I want for Christmas. It is what it is. Only poor people celebrate holidays. <laughs> Only true holiday that matters is Veterans Day. Please go to your local soup kitchen. And if it tastes like arsenic, I didn't do it. <laughs> 